Welcome to RUL 10, your primary source music, movies, TV, and sports. Alright, welcome back to Are You Entertain, your ultimate medium for music, movies, TV, and sports. Please follow us on all social media platforms, peep our website, and subscribe to us on iTunes. In the studio, we have Brandon Ogden and Nick McCarger. To break down the latest and greatest in entertainment, I am Trey Alessio, the dawn of entertainment. Let's go. That was a short little little monologue. I kept it short. I'm, I'm proud of myself. Short and sweet. Short and sweet. We like that around we here. We like that around here. All right, uh, let's get into some intro stuff. Uh, we always ask this, any new music, movies, TV that you guys listen to since the last you, time we... You know, I, I have to be honest with you. I am I'm kind of taking a hiatus from the new music. There's well, there, you got a lot coming. So. Well, well, so you know, I'm kind of going back into the the archives. I'm I'm back on some some Anderson Pack. See, that's okay. And uh, definitely hitting up Venice a lot. I mean, the weather out here is gorgeous with a capital J. And uh, <laughs> you know, so just letting the letting the the few hair follicles that I have blow in the wind and and uh, listen. You didn't to have some, to let them know jams. you were balding, man. <laughs> I, I want people to to know what's you know you embrace what's it. Going I like on. that though. I mean, I got the the gold hanging in the taco meat, and I've got the the balding like I'm Tony Soprano right now. So that's and you're just what rocking you do. the shades in in the in the studio. No big deal. He's killing the game. Brandon, how about yeah, you? Yeah, I've been new? I've been so I've been listening to a lot of podcasts lately. Okay, so so, so no music for me. I did go see the Zookeeper's Wife. Okay. I don't know if you heard well, that. That's uh, with Justine Jessica Chastain. Jessica, yeah, her, her. Yeah. Was it good? Uh, it, it was all right. It was kind of slow. I yeah. thought it would be a little bit better. Dialogue-based? Yeah, and, I mean, there wasn't a whole ton of action in it. But, okay. Uh, it wasn't bad. So the podcast, um, I've I've recently kind of – I haven't actually listened, but I've been put on to – and I don't even know what it's called, but it's like a – it's like a story. It's like a four-part murder mystery Jesus. thing. Is that what you're listening to? Or whoa, no, I okay. listen to like, oh. politics. Oh uh, wait, political podcast. Okay, what 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 is the one? Is it Crime Town? Maybe is I don't know. Ross Peterson was telling me about it. I haven't listened, yeah. but I think it's yeah, like yeah, top yeah. on the podcast yes. chart right now. Yeah, or something. I think it's called Crime Town, and it's sorry to interject, but it's no, a, it's a big deal. Have you heard it? Heard yeah, it? yeah. The it goes from like. See, I heard the first white couple are kind of slow, but yeah. it gets really intense. yeah. It shares like stories of. Things that have, you know, things that are going on currently or investigations or, like, really notable or crazy, you know, crime stories. Whether it be, mm. like, blue, not blue collar, but white collar or murder. Crazy Interesting. Mm. Interesting. So, uh, you want you want us to stay woke with any of your political Ooh. podcasts? Or uh, do you mean, have anything to share here on the entertainment they're podcast? Good, you know, but they give away my uh, political tilt. So Yeah, he's part know, of the, the I, marijuana now party. You're, you're, I, I you're going big J on us. I try to stay neutral, you know. That's cool. To, to the... To the public. To the, to the public. He's a pacifist, guys. <laughs> he doesn't like confrontation. That's no, funny. actually, I do. But, you know. Then take a stance right for, now. Let's hear it. Take for, a stance, Well, technically, this is take an entertainment a podcast. But yeah. if you want, guys want, we can have, like, a No, brief hell no. I'm yeah. just, I'm, That's not, not my thing. I just, it's like, just, it's like getting under. <laughs> it's, just, it's just for the sake of, uh, you don't want to piss off, you know, maybe half of the audience. So, you know, you, you sure. want them to Yeah, because we have yeah. probably have millions people, of followers. So <laughs> <laughs> You don't want to piss off that one person. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to piss off both of you guys right now. Uh, to uh, kind of go shit. back to the to the new music, you guys are going to kill me. I actually heard my first Lil Uzi Vert song that I actually like. That doesn't hurt my feelings. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care for that music. That's the, No, I, the first one that I actually like, though. Like, oh, I like, was, okay. Yeah, no, okay. I, I didn't say dislike. First one that I'm actually bumping in the whip. 
Oh, God. Okay. Oh, God. He's going to be put on. That's going to be his next future. Yeah, it's, no, hell no. <laughs> Absolutely not. But, no, it's uh, it's a good jam. I mean, I got to give credit where it's due and – Hopefully he doesn't come out with any more good music because I am absolutely embarrassed to admit it right now. All right, so, uh, but as let's, you should be. But let's move on so I don't, I don't keep talking about it. He's not worth it. Uh, that's funny. I, I want to say it's not a new movie, but maybe you guys have watched it and enjoy it. A Beautiful Mind. Watch that oh, for the first God. time. Phenomenal. Yeah. It, honestly, that, uh, I don't want to say it's on the Russell level Crow? of Shawshank. Yes. Yeah. yes. But it might be on the level of what, Shawshank. It's an Oscar winner. Best what did you yeah, think it, of the lobotomy scenes? That was intense. That was crazy. Just getting his brain fried. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, it was yes. intense. That was a really good movie. So I'm glad I watched that one. Once. I need to go back and see that again. Yeah, it By was on uh, HBO or Cinemax or Stars or one of them. I watched that the other day. So pretty cool. Yeah, it's one of my all-time favorites. I'm pretty sure the first time I ever saw it, I was, I had to be like probably 12 years old. So I mean, and that, and it, when it, you, it was my favorite movie back in the day. Huh? It was like it was it was really impactful. Did you know like what was going on? Yeah, right oh, yeah. away. Oh yeah. Well, well the whole no. It's pretty. It's pretty deep and, and layered. So yeah. it's a thinker. It's one of those is. movies that I wouldn't put it on like the level of Inception, where you got to watch it 15 times. I still have yet going to on. see that. Oh my god, Inception. Oh, I know. Oh my god. Oh. Yeah, Inception's fucking That's awesome. Pro- oh, but it is the Inception's Inception is a mindfuck. Yeah, right? yeah. That's what I've heard. That yeah. that in uh, uh, Shutter Island or the I've, heard, I've yeah. seen that one. Where, like, that I had to watch multiple good. times yes. to understand. What Shutter Island. Every time you watch, crazy. every time you watch it again, you're like. Whoa! Yeah. yeah. Same with kind another of Interstellar. Interstellar is kind of that. Yeah. Way okay. Too, hey, like, I love that movie. String theory. Okay. String theory and <laughs> simulation. Don't get, this man theory. On <laughs> don't space get me started on space and shit because I will go. Well, we will talk a little bit about space in the logic. You're segment, damn right. So. All right. We'll, we'll we'll be getting into some parallel universes here. Oh God! <laughs> All right, scientists over here. All right, well, before we get into logic, let's get into Kendrick Lamar. A uh, little album preview. Before I think. Early this morning, we did not know the name or the track list, but uh, he he dropped that early, early this morning. Honestly, I was pretty proud of myself. I think we are one of the first publications to put it out. I literally got up this morning, went to work. I go to work at like 5 a.m. and literally, I think Sick it was like break. it was like a minute. It was like a minute after he tweeted it that I saw it, and I was like. Let's go. Breaking Atta news. Boy. Are you entertained? <laughs> Yeet. Hell yeah. All right. Uh, first, I'd like to give show. some props to Brandon. He was right. Uh, Kendrick did not drop the album on April 7th, feeding the stereotype that rappers never drop their albums on the day they say, e- say they're going to. Would easiest, you like to say anything? Easiest prediction of my life. Oh, shut <laughs> Easiest up. one. Easiest huh? prediction of my life. Okay, But I do have a theory, and we'll get into this a little bit. So, I mean, in the song, The Heart Part 4, he did say April the 7th, but I do have a theory why he pushed it back. We'll get into that a little bit. But uh, today he did say, obviously, he pushed it back, and we got the release date. It's going to be April 14th, this Friday. And the the, the album is going to be called Damn. Kind of weird. I don't know if you saw the, the album artwork. Pretty weird. But um, there's 14 songs. And uh, it will feature Rihanna and U2. So mm-hmm. that's kind of interesting there that wow. U2 will make an appearance. Project uh, Red. I saw, I saw a funny tweet today, like, does Kendrick even know that U2 is on, on his album because their album is still on my damn phone and I didn't ask for it. <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember yeah. that. With yeah, iPhones. Apple and YouTube yeah. held Yeah, I just thought that was I just called them YouTube, by the way. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, no, they held everyone captive. They did. The sure. worst part about that up. was the artwork was, like, 
super fucking weird because it was like a naked guy holding something like on his yeah. private part. So you just be like kids, kids on their iPod colors or minis. Yeah. So you just yeah, be you like know. sitting there. Like I remember at, at Mizzou, I was on the bus. And it just like, popped up. It for just you? popped up, and like this girl was sitting next, and she just kind of looked at me, and I was like. <laughs> I gotta find a way to get rid of this hey, fucking YouTube. Oh, you know what hilarious. though? You know I'm, or as dis- I'm, say, I'm dis- YouTube album. I'm di- exactly. I'm disappointed. <laughs> I'm disappointed in you though. You need to use that as a segue to start conversation. My like friend. what? Hey, how are you? This no, is, like, this is like, like that's a per- that's a perfect moment to start a conversation to talk about like, you know what I mean? Like it. How weird is that 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 popped up on your phone and you're just like, what the hell's going on? Oh, you know, you you two's just pushing their album to me. Let's you know. Let's talk about a guy with a you know, naked guy holding something next to his <laughs> it's junk. It's okay. He found love, so we're good. Yeah. <laughs> he found love in a hopeless place. I'm a bus at the today. He's gripping that, the mic. That the fact that I'm not that sociable, especially on a bus. I don't care to talk to people. You're plugged in. I think people. you're just. A, I think you're just. See, Nick's grumpy. the type of guy who will talk to literally. Yeah, I'm yeah, the I, type I, of guy that'll talk to. Someone that doesn't even speak English, yes, and yeah. I know it, but I just want to just, just see what's going on. Just I'm not. I don't like to talk. Uh, I don't like people God that bless. much. Brandon doesn't God, like to talk to people bad. he like knows. Yeah, yeah. When he sees them, he's, he he doesn't want to do the stop and chat. Yeah, I'll do the void. I see. I'm the type. I won't. I hate answering my phone, and that's oh, so bad. So bad. Like if I, if we're in person, I'll I'll track you down, shout shout you out from you know 500 feet away. But if you're trying to call me, there's something about a phone call that I, I yeah, just dread. I'm like, I do too. Ugh. God. You just have to sit there. You have to take, stop everything you're doing yes. and just talk. Yes. I, I, I hate if it. If we're right there in the moment, let's chat it up. Let's do it. I'll, I'll talk to you all night long. I'll agree with you on the phone. I hate phone. Oh, God. And I'm not a texter and, and either. If, if I, I yell if, on the phone. If I don't have your number, like if you call me from a number that is not saved, 0% yeah. chance yeah. to answer that. Yeah. See, I'm waiting for the big brother call, so I have to pick up shit like yeah. that. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. And I, I told you guys answer. about the two calls Give us an update on right? Give us, yeah, no, wait. Give us an update on what's going on with that. I don't I don't know if I told the story in the last podcast, yeah, but I, I got Yeah, I got two California calls from California okay. and they were just spam tel- yeah. like telemarkers and I was like, yeah, probably, probably all the probably all the porn sites you've been visiting. <laughs> yeah, probably. And, Viruses. And watch out now cuz the government can sell your browser history, so that's why I got to use that's a, some, that's some you, South Park shit. You got to use a VPN. Got to use that VPN. Come on now. <laughs> that private. <laughs> that, that private tab. The, the private not, browser. Not that, not that I have experience, but <laughs> yeah. VPN's that's the way to go. That's what they say. That, that's what they say. Right? XPN's the best app for that, by the way. <laughs> okay. All right. I like it. Um, and also, I'd like to shout out while we're talking, uh, Kendrick. Nick's dude, K Trinata, will also have guest vocals Stuff. on the song called Lust. Not not production, but vocals. Does he do that in any of his albums? I haven't listened to the one you showed me yet, by the way. I mean, but you ha- you haven't heard ninety nine point. No, I haven't. I need to. Wow. But but does he like sing or talk or whatever? Or to, to is this on- new? To be honest with you, I think this is something new. I I just know that when I had first heard his album, I thought this tells you how dumb I am. I thought that he was the rapper and was having people. You know, just featured other artists okay. featured on his album. When you initially when like, I initially got heard it, yeah. and then I realized I was like, wait, yeah, he's a producer. It's a, he's a producer, and it's just a bunch of random you know features on this album. But if you hear it, his style matches up a lot with like Anderson Pack. Yeah, but he's he's a, on he's one straight, of the songs, right? Yeah, he is. Yeah. He is. But it it that's why that was like one of the first songs I heard, mm-hmm. and um, wow. It'll. You need. To I have to it. check that out. Do that tonight. Put, right, that, gonna, put that on the short list for sure. 
All right, I'm going to reel off the track list, and then you guys tell me what you think. So the album is called Damn. We have a song, Blood, DNA, Ya, Element. Is that Feel, Loyalty, featuring Rihanna, Pride, Humble, Lust, Love, XXX, Fear, God, and Duckworth, which is Kendrick's last name. So any of the really track, weird. One yeah, name tracks. I know. It's weird. And, and they're all uppercase, period. I don't know what that means. And the album is called Damn. It, it's just weird to me. Okay, go run run through those again. Kay. Run through those one more time for Blood, us. DNA, Ya, Element, Feel, Loyalty featuring Rihanna, Pride, Humble, Lust, Love, Triple X, Fear, God, and Duck. Okay, this- okay. Have you have you realized that everything in that kind of Oh, it's gonna be deep as but, fuck. But but it all it all definitely relates to his background. You know? Yeah, and and I also want to say the track list like came out on iTunes yeah. recently, and he always seems to have that one long song, like it's like, yeah. you know, seven to twelve minutes or whatever. And the one the one long song that I I believe I saw was Fear, which I feel like is the perfect one because that's going to be, I don't know. I have a lot of theories about this, and we'll get into those. But I just wanted, what, what do you think of that track list? For Rihanna me, and YouTube. Right. Well, yeah, uh, YouTube will be weird. Uh, for me, it sounds like obviously there's going to be a big, huge theme to this, and it sounds like there's a lot of different. It almost sounds like stages in his life. I would say. See, I would like that. Yeah, mm-hmm, so definitely, I, I, I could definitely see that. Huh? Okay. The end of it gets real sexual, though. You could yeah. like go to the lust, Maybe he love, was lust to love, triple X. Like he's just like straight up. Like, see, I would think it's weird to me that U two's on the on the triple X one. I don't know. I would he, think they'd be more on like uh, you know, you know, be, you know, Bono's taking <laughs> taking them to Pound Town on tour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're getting. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he's, he's, he's another up. he's another shades and door guy, so <laughs> oh, he definitely he definitely can relate. You know. I love it. I love it. <laughs> and uh, Kendrick also premiered the first single, Humble, Jeez. in a new music video. These guys are cracking up in the background Straight over here. Straight clowning. <laughs> uh, he premiered Humble in a new music video earlier last week, I believe. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen the video, heard the song. The The song debuted at number two and is the highest debuting song on the Hot 100 since Eminem's not afraid back in 2010. So that's pretty cool. A lot of people liked it. It was more of a banger type song where we're kind of used to Kendrick being, especially on To Pimp Butterfly, be, being deep and jazzy and yeah. stuff like yeah. that. This was more of a, of a, I don't want to say a trap rat song, but it was definitely a banger. But it had, sure. it had like a message still kind still of intertwined. Right. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, what were your guys' thoughts on this? Song and video, if you guys seen it, I don't know. The visuals on it were just insane to me. What do yeah, you guys think? I haven't seen the video, okay. Uh, but everybody on Twitter is highly recommended. It. It's cool crazy. It is, so, and I've, I think I've only heard the song once. So, uh, oh. not much expertise on this. Like That's I said, okay. I've been really deep in the podcast. I, I love podcasts, but they take like forty-five minutes yeah, usually at yeah. least. True, true. So you get You're going long. You go down the honest. rabbit hole. Uh, so, so I don't have too much to say about it. Honestly, okay. Have you seen the video, yeah, Nick? The visuals are insane. Yeah, that's what I heard. Um, he, what a lot of people what was blowing up on Twitter was the "give me something natural" like ass with some stretch marks, that line, and I, that line. I I do too. But a lot like the feminists didn't like that. Some of them did. Well, I think it was like split. Like Here, yeah, but yeah, but let me ask you something. We Kevin. don't need men. Me, we don't need rappers like this to feel empowered. 
But I think that's so stupid. That's not the fucking uh, point. You know, it, you know, I mean, I don't know. Here, here's, go, here's, go the, here's what I don't understand, feminists. Okay? <laughs> Here, here's what I don't understand for all you feminists We're out gonna there. We're going to be shut down. I still love you. I still love you, and that's okay. And maybe you're a feminist that's not offended by it. But for those of you that are, when he says something about, like, show me so, show me an ass with some stretch marks, I mean, that that that's like, that's... That's basically, it's not empowering it's like anybody, or it's not like, appropriating anything either. It's just saying, hey, everyone out there, ladies, be be who you are. And he's exactly. just saying, if you're going to post something on Instagram, give me the real shit. Don't fake it. Give me give me the real shit. Give me the real deal, okay? I mean, it, it, it's kind of like, for example, I don't know if you guys saw this, but it was laugh out loud funny, like by yourself when you literally are looking at something on your phone and you just can't even contain yourself. The only one... In yeah. the room, and you're yeah. just laughing out loud. So, so ludicrous. <laughs> I Ludic- did see that. Ludicrous had oh, the, the CGI. Photoshop. First of all, <laughs> the CGI. His, oh my god, his tits. First of all, <laughs> um, his titties were photoshopped so bad it looked like it looked like a literal like two ass cheeks on his chest. <laughs> and then they tried to photoshop his abs, and, yeah. and it looked like it looked like dinner rolls, but hmm. like. I, it it was, didn't even what, look it, like the same skin color. Did he he looked like it was tan. Like, no, like, it not was black. It was did he tan. respond to it though? I haven't. I don't I haven't know. Heard so of it. I saw some tweet saying like his response was perfect. I just didn't see what it was. I don't but, know, but that shit was funny. I mean, was it meant to be CGI or was he like going like, oh my god, I hope uh, people think I have a six no, pack like no, this? No, I mean, at the end of the day, I don't necessarily. I mean, you, when you're talking about these celebrities, the majority of them have people running their accounts. Okay? Yeah. So when they post images of themselves or if there's anything professionally done, obviously, they're touching it up. They're airbrushing it. They're photoshopping it, and understandably so. But again, like coming full circle here, like we just we just compared, you know, the lyrics on Kendrick's song talking about women photoshopping their shit. And it's like, yeah, you look great, but I want the real shit because to, to me and to a lot of men out there and to women too – the real thing is more beautiful than the fake shit. That's that's how I feel. Getting deep. But I, I like but, it. but I mean it's just You're like, real. But it's just, you know, so the, the thing is it's like we're laughing at a guy like Ludacris mm-hmm. with that. Even if he did it or not, you know, whoever had a hold of his account, I mean that's embarrassing. Yeah. You know, like give us the real shit. Be comfortable in your own skin. That's all we're saying, folks. That's it. Be just genuine. be comfortable with who like you are. It. Um and it also makes me laugh that people actually think you, you know the whole big big Sean thing we were talking about in the last podcast. People actually thought that this was a song coming at Big Sean again. Cause sit down, bitch, be humble. So fucking stupid. Gotta like, read into everything. Yeah, it's yeah. It, that's not even it though. People are looking too much into that. It's it's. Think about it. Like Kendrick is not gonna diss somebody on an album. Like maybe he'll do that as a promotional single and you know all that. Yeah. But that this song is gonna mean something completely different in the context of the whole album. Because Kendrick's whole thing, it's a cohesive story. Right. I mean, and there are so many deeper messages than a Big Sean diss in this song. I just think it's stupid how people mm-hmm. would think that it's a Big Sean diss. Uh, I just wanted to throw that out yeah, there. I agree. Um, I, moving on with this, though, I, uh, did you guys see that Absol quote tweeted me? I did. That's a humble brag right yeah. there. No, that wasn't humble. That was just a brag. That's that pretty, hum- there was nothing humble about that. Pretty, it was pretty dope. Um, this was also another 5 a.m. in the morning thing. So early bird gets the worm, y'all. Yeah. Y'all need to do that. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, So I asked him to describe Kendrick's album in one word, and he said, dizzle. So first of all, you first should have responded asked, and said, uh, could you expand on that? 
Yeah, he probably wouldn't have done that. I think actually, people... can I get a language of origin? <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I'm gonna ask you guys what you think. I have a theory about it, but I mean, do you guys have any? Can you idea use it in a means? sentence? Yeah, exactly. I, nothing. I, nothing. Nothing. Real, How about you? Real quick, I love when the I love when the national spelling bee. The kids like are asking all these questions. Like, can I get a language of origin? Can I get? Um, can I can I have you repeat that or get a pronunciation? And then and then they'll like they'll pull up their little. They'll pull up their little uh, name card and they'll go. Yeah, fake and they'll just out. they'll write it with their fingers. I mean, sorry, I just <laughs> no, that was fine. the first thing I thought about. This, I had to... the language of origin here is trap, L.A. slash something like that. Some 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 hood rat stuff. Yeah, some hood rat things no with my friends. There's no doubt. But yeah, exactly. Latarian Milton. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have um, a theory with, but, for Dizzle but, though? But um, God, I don't know. I mean. I mean, where do you where do you go with that? I could use I, Dizzle. I, I could use Dizzle thirty five different ways right now. I don't know the meaning. But I you ready? Use, I could just, just ad lib it into a sentence. I don't know. <laughs> go ahead. You ready for mine? All right. So Absol on his song, off of his album "Do What Thou Wilt," on Raw backwards, the first song on there, he says, "Pass the pot, let me skillet. The temperature is scalding. The novices make me nauseous. I'm like a swami of J Electronica until he figured Dizzle." wouldn't admit that he would body him for a milli. I told Kenny, keep quiet. I'm going to get him. We don't need dirt on your hands getting the key to the city. You feel me? Hurts when your OG, who's supposed to be a G.O.D., is standing next to King Kunta feeling like Toby. I'm really surprised that I didn't mess any of that up. I'm pretty proud of myself. But that is coming at J Electronica. And Absol is saying that Dizzle would body him. So here's my theory. So if this album is going to be Dizzle, I think that we're going to get a lot of vibes like Humble. So it's going to be more of a banger-type album with the, with the messages and the themes that he's trying to tell. With You know, you could probably predict them based on the track, track list yeah. names, but they're going to be intertwined. I just think it's going to be more – I don't want to say trap rap because I don't like trap rap, but I don't like because I don't like that, but more banger but conscious banger little hybrid action. So when I hear Dizzle when he says that and I hear and I hear this lyric, I think we're going to get more vibes like humble, like the banger type. You like that theory? You, you agree? You see it or what? I'm I'm hoping that that's right. Yeah, and I'm sure the whole thing won't be banger, yeah. but I mean, I'm sure that I mean, next thing you know, K dot future collabo. Yeah. I wouldn't hate it. First off, I, so I just have one thing to say, and it's not in response to you. It's actually so we just talked about how feminists dive way too deep into things, and then Trey yeah. goes down a twenty-minute yeah pigeonhole about one fucking word. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Hey, hey, anyways, hey, yeah. Anyway, that that's I, I think I have a valid that, point. That's, that's my piece circle. Exactly. That's, wow. Move do to I have the next. a valid point? Move to the next. Yeah. Let's move on. Wow. <laughs> okay. All right. Production credits leaked and show. James Blake, Bad, Bad, Not Good, Mike Will Made It, Steve Lacey, Ninth Wonder, The Alchemist, and U2 as contributors. We know now that U2 is going to be a feature. Any final thoughts on this album? Any expectations? What are you hoping for come this Friday? Uh, Dizzle. <laughs> Dizzle. Y'all, y'all are gunning my... I can't tell if you're gunning my life or... I mean, no, 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 just Dizzle. You ain't got no. You ain't got no life to gun. Oh, <laughs> shit! God, that was mean. I'm not a mean person, guys. That's, no, that's not me. That's not me. It's good. 
I, I talk about how I poop in the ocean on the sports show, and I don't hear the end of it now. So Was it solid or runny, though? It's been since we were 12 years I'm old. I'm just so. saying, when you're going in the water, it, you, hey, all it's bets self-cleansing. Are off. That's my all point. All bets are off. Yeah, salt water, though. I mean, the ocean's dirty, though. You probably got some stuff going up. I think Brandon was there. He might have felt yeah, it. But I'm, <laughs> oh! no, I made you go all the way down. Yeah. Did, yeah. did you Did you get pooped on? No, did, I made him go. He was like, he's like, I have to poop. There's no bathroom. I'm like, well, get the fuck down there away from me. <laughs> so you got Good pooped. times. You pooped Good times. Him. You pooped on him. I pooped on him. All right, let's move on to logic. Uh I know Nicky Boy wants to talk a little space, so we'll incorporate that a little bit. He also revealed the track list the other day. Uh, you guys want me to reel this one off for you as well? We have 13 songs what on this one. What would happen if I said no? Yeah, I was going to say, did I answer? Did I? And, did I... Then it's just going to be <laughs> dead. It's just going to be dead. I mean, go ahead. Just take fucking liberties. <laughs> hey, I'm, go I'm, ahead. I'm the host. That you guys are the co-hosts with we me. Let, we let you think you're the host. Yeah, that's true. We let you that's think... now, he's, now he's big shotting us. Yeah. No, I, never. I'm big, the host. You the guys big... are the co-hosts. Yeah, All right. yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Read, no. read the damn walk, dog. Let's just walk out. And me and Nicky Carter are on strike. Yeah, just making, I'm making so I, I much right now. I just come in here and just do monologues the whole time. I don't know how many people would like that. I mean, our two fans. Well, but. you're definitely the third most entertaining person in this room right now, which is pretty good. Damn. So that, that's probably true. That's not, that's not a bad. I mean, that you no. Know, I mean, compared to bronze, third, compared I got third, bronze. third, third's good. <laughs> bronze, third's good. Hey, you, you, we're gonna fight after this. Nick. You, you listen, listen. If 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 we if we right now we're at Prairie Meadows for those of you who don't know, you know the racetrack in Des Moines. Um, you would, you would, you would, you would you'd place. place. You wouldn't show. You'd place. You wouldn't show. You'd place though. Okay. Somebody'd bet on you. That's good. Someone five other horses. Right. <laughs> good job. Thanks. <laughs> Congrats. Anyways, the track list. The track list. Track list. No pun intended. The track list. <laughs> Giddy up. Damn. You are coming with the puns today. I fucking love it. I'm punny sometimes. Punny. Indeed. Punny, not funny. Funny how. Like, I just funny like guy. words. Funny how. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Pesci. Okay. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Track list. Back to the goddamn subject at hand, for God's sake. All right. So we have 13 songs. We have Hallelujah. We have Everybody, which has already been released. I am a weirdo, and I like to consume my Logic albums as a whole, so I have not listened to the single yet. Uh, but the third song, we have Confess featuring Killer Mike from Run the Jewels. We have Killing Spree featuring Ansel Elgort. We have Take It Back. We have America featuring Black Thought, Chuck D, Big Limbo, and the producer No ID. I don't know if he's going to have vocals on there. That one's going to be fucking insane. Alessia Cara. Yes, that one's going to be. And did you see that? We'll, we'll get to that one. Inkblot featuring Juicy J, which a little skeptical about that feature. I'm but I'm rolling. I'm smoking. I'm rolling. I don't know if the, the they picked the... I don't know if the audio picked that up, but we'll 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 uh, we'll check. We won't cut that out. We won't. And then we have most definitely we have waiting room. We have the National Suicide Prevention Hotline with Alessia Cara and Jesus Khaled. Sounds dark. Yeah, but but I, I, I watched like the video. Yeah, she's she anti, is really she's good. antisocial and dark though. She's, like that's her. She's that's, good. that's her image. Yep. We have anxiety featuring Lucy Rose. We have Black Spider Man featuring Damian Lamare. Hudson, an Africarian featuring the one and only Neil deGrasse Tyson, Ooh. your boy. And I watched a video before this. Did you? And he 
is going to play God on this album. Oh, He's going to narrate as God. Again, we could go down a wormhole of sorts right here. I know. So I didn't think he believed in God. Was, am I wrong on that? He believes in a higher being, but he... Okay. See, I don't really not, know much about him. He's not an atheist, him. per se. I'd say he's agnostic. Is he evolutionist? I mean, uh, he's a scientist guy, he's right? He's a scientist, so you would, have to, you would have to think that he believes in evolution, but again, that doesn't... Evolution doesn't discount the fact that something There's had to a, put... another being. Right. Yeah. So... Okay. I was just curious. Yeah, but... Well, you know, we don't need to. We don't need to get into to a whole, you know, religious topic here. It's pretty, it's pretty sensitive. But, uh, you know, as you guys know already, I am not a pacifist <coughs> of any sorts, like the guy next to me. So, if you guys, if you guys want to write anything in, maybe make some death threats. That's fine. I'm cool with it. Hey, the more the merrier. I'm gonna take the higher ground. Keep I, going. Keep going. What are your guys' thoughts on that track list and? You know, Neil deGrasse Tyson and Big Vaughn, who is a, a Bay Area radio talent. He is also going to be some narration character on this. So just hearing those features and that track list, so what do you think? I mean, very deep topics. You have anxiety. You have suicide. Um, I just said I watched a video how it's going to be about God. It's going to be about race. I mean, the whole thing. It was supposed to be called Africarian and the fact that logic is biracial. But um, just what what do you think about this right. one? Well, one, I, I think it's hard uh, to expand a lot on just track list. Uh, I mean, obviously, we could all sit here and guess yeah, and right, throw out theories. Right. More so, more right. so, what are your theories? Suicide Prevention this? Hotline could be like the most uppity song ever. True. Yeah. But it just has a satirical title. Right. Yeah. So it's so a I, number. I, I will say the one. Name that I was really surprised on when I looked at the features was Juicy J. Yeah, see, like, that's Juicy, the one that makes Juicy me a little J and skeptical. Logic just like, especially on this album, is illogical. Especially, <laughs> especially on this album, right? Yeah. Like, I also did. You think I thought it was a lot of features? Oh yeah, Logic. This is the most features yeah, he's had. So on that that an honestly uh, that surprised me more than anything. So my question to you is: so I don't know if you've got you guys have seen the cover. It's fucking beautiful. It's an amazing painting. I would go buy it blown up on, on a canvas if I had the chance. Uh, but on it, we have J. Cole painted on the deluxe version, Tech 9 We have John Bellion, who is uh, on Visionary Music Group, and he wrote the song Monster by Eminem, and he's, uh, he's really good. We have Erica Badu. Ooh, and legend. And there's a six that looks very similar to Drake's Summer 16 logo. And Drake has been liking the shit out of Logic's Instagram posts. So, initially, before the track list came out, I was thinking that we were maybe going to get a J. Cole or a Drake feature. So, my question to you guys is, do we still have hope? Because, technically, there is a deluxe version. Maybe he has one more song with, say, Drake and J. Cole. Because, so, there's another little tidbit that I have later on on the dock, but um, some dude who I found on Twitter has literally deciphered the whole everybody and everything on... Damn, you missed. You Strike basketball. But, but he has been deciphering every person and everything painted on the cover, which there's a lot. I think I, think I heard there's like... Too much time on my hands. <laughs> Seriously, though. It's a great song. And I think uh, Stick, there's like 80, 82 people, I think, on this album. He's literally deciphered and I, I came back at him because the the cover that Logic tweeted out did not have J. Cole on it, but 
I was thinking maybe it was photoshopped. So I asked him, is the one with J. Cole legit? And he said that it's been confirmed that he's on the deluxe version so of the of the cover, at least. So I'm really hoping that we get a J. Cole or a Drake feature. That'd be crazy, especially for yeah, Logic. Yeah. But, um, I mean, do you think that's possible, or what do you think? I mean... I, I think it's possible, but I'm going to kind of poo-poo on that right now. You're, you're saying no? I mean, what if he's just putting artists in there that he's been inspired by? That could be. That and that, that could be for sure. That, or people or artists on there that, that he feels are in the upper echelon or the elite company of lyricists and rappers. And, yeah, you know, that, you could that, be that totally he just right appreciates. That's the, just, the, I, that my might, only theory on that is knowing Logic and listening to his music, I feel like he would have had Nas on there. If it was if people that were immortalized. I agree. It's a good point. See, I mean, so so you're leaning towards maybe he does show up in some way. I don't know. <laughs> no. <laughs> Shit, he's riding the fence on this yeah, one. Yeah, uh, well, riding I'm the try- fence, I'm, pacifist. I'm Here trying to go. think it out. You know, fuck you, so- Nick. I'll say yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes what? Yes. Th- they will be on the fucking Fuck, album. yeah. So the deluxe version yeah, or sure. they're just an un- or maybe they're like unlisted a, a feature. hidden feature, yeah. That'd be, that'd be crazy. Just love influencing him right now. I love it. We just we what just, we just learned is we ha- I, I succumb to peer pressure. We have him on a we have him on a string right now, like yeah. a goddamn Mary. Well, I hope you're right. right. I hope you're right. I hope we see them on this album. That'd be just insane. So I have a couple more questions for you guys. Knowing that you guys are just huge ass Logic fans like me, you're in the Rat Pack. Hitch, hitch. So, will the story of the album be set on Earth, set as a warning? We kind of talked about in the last podcast, or. Will this be on Paradise and look back at Earth? In the album trailer, the lady says this is called the Plaza, painted over 300 years ago, back on Earth by the legendary Sam Spratt. Do you think that is a hint? Oh, yeah. It's not taking place on Earth. Yeah, I agree. Okay. It's taking place on a colonization mother shit. So you think it's on Paradise? Yeah. And they're looking back on Earth. Yeah. That's what it is. This is what happened. Yeah. Okay. This right. is why the only, us, that's and, why we had to leave that. See, shit. and the only the only reason I posed <laughs> that question is because that dude I found on Twitter, um, I was looking through the thread and someone asked, like, is this gonna be on Earth or Paradise? And he said his opinion and Sam Spratt, the guy who painted this, gave the little like thinking emoji. So it made him question whether this was on Earth or Paradise. So I really don't know. Um it's kind of hard to to theorize without hearing it or right. knowing much, but yeah, I think that's interesting because especially if you're going to talk about what we think he's going to talk about, race and, you know, religion and suicide and all these things, but then you incorporate sci-fi and space. I just right. think that's going to be weird. I hope he does it in the perfect way. I, I feel like he's going to. I'm excited to hear it, but it's just going to be interesting. And then you were talking, Nick, you were talking about uh, the robot on the cover the last podcast. So do we think that, because according, like I said, I I don't want to, like, quote this guy because, I mean, there is a very good chance that he could be wrong. I actually had reached out to him to see if he'd come on the podcast, still waiting to hear back. But uh, he says that the robot is Thalia, the the kind of narrow is that yeah. Yeah yeah, yeah 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 i can see that yeah so do you think she will be involved in the story as well do you oh, think yeah. it's just is she just on the cover yeah i think so do we but one way we could find out real real easily is do we know who plays the voice of thalia that's a good question i don't we know. should we should dig into some, some we ha- we'd have to dig that. a little bit on that one uh i don't know 
who I, actually voices Thalia. I just know that I, she was on she, yeah, Under she, Pressure. Yeah. Incredible true story. She's now, now a part this. she's now as much a, a part of Logic's image as anything else in mm-hmm. his career. Is the I mean, she's on she's been on every album, right? Yeah. So you gotta have her on there. And then to I also mean, piggyback off that a little bit, the narrators from the Incredible True Story are also painted on the cover. So do you think that a little bit do you think it's going to be a little bit of a continued narrative? Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Oh yeah. So you so you think do you uh, think do you, those narrators I are gonna like be on? All of Logic albums are honestly gonna be like that. And, and, and cool. I don't I don't hate it. Just I a continuation. I like yeah. that. Huh. I, I like that I like that a lot too. I just think if you put Neil deGrasse Tyson, you put that big Vaughn guy, you put Thalia, you put the narrators from the Incredible True Story. I just think that's a lot of narration. And he yeah, but did he say, does do a lot of narration. Yeah, anyway. and he's going for the audio cinematic yeah. vibe, which is totally cool, and it's never really guy. been done before. Yeah. But I just think if you put fucking four or five narrators on one album, that's a lot. Yeah. So it'll be interesting but to it, see that. But it, but it could be. Or have you confirmed that they're all going to be narrating? Or no, and I have. They could just be having. They they could just be skits. He does a lot that, of. Skit that is work. very true. So very there could true. be skits where they're all just. Talking, cutting it up. Yeah. Um, you know, who knows? There, that's a, that's a. But again, they're 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 featured in the yeah. album. Yeah, so. that that'll be a very that's a very good point. Uh, I would highly recommend Logic put out a YouTube video on his uh, feed or account, whatever you want to call it, uh, describing the concept. And there's just so much to talk about that I. I'd be here forever talking about it if I literally said what he said. But go watch that um, if you're ready for this album like I am. It's a lot of good insight into what it's going to be about. Um, not, I mean, honestly, when I first heard this, the, saw the video, I was thinking, damn, I didn't want to know this. Like, that's a big spoiler. But he specifically says that's not even a, uh, a spoiler. Like, this is just background info for you to know going in. So, um, I would recommend that. Um, what album are you guys more excited for, Kendrick's or Logic's? This is tough for me. This is a toughie. I mean, it's not going to be as tough for me. I know. I you. feel like both of you guys but are going to go against me on this. I, but. I, you're going to say you're going to say Logic. I am just because I am a true blue Logic fan. You're a true blue Kendrick fan too. You're, I am. You're, but you're, you're okay. So tell me, tell me what makes you more excited. I don't know. Logic. Like, I just think I. It's something about like I I I don't want to say I found Logic obviously, but I feel like I put a lot of my friends onto Logic. Sure. I you know sentimental I came, value. Yeah, I came across one of his mixtapes, uh, senior year of high school, and really I I feel like I have put a lot of my friends onto Logic, and I've just stuck with him, and I've always loved his music, and I feel like this I don't want to say it's his coming out party because yeah. the incredible true story did numbers, but I feel like if I think what this album is, what I think it's going to be, I think the Grammy should, you know, be listening into this one. If if it's what it's going to be, what I think it's going to be, I think it should get some Grammy play. Uh, obviously, that's hard to say without even hearing the right. damn album. But, I mean, f- just based off expectations, I think that's where it should be. So, I mean, part of me is, like, rooting for him as well. So part of me just wants to say that in terms of I'm rooting for that to go against Kendrick. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, that's my spiel on why I am kind of leaning yeah. towards a lot. I mean, yeah, I'm fucking pumped for the Kendrick album. That makes sense. But 
it looks very weird, the track list and cover art. But yeah. go on I, for why I, you are I love, more for Kendrick. I love what both artists stand for. Yeah. Um, Agreed. I mean, they're both very politically motivated. Mm. They're both, uh, they both call attention to a lot of uncomfortable issues. Okay. And they have a way of making you connect to it, and not, I mean, they have a way of making the masses connect to it. It's mm-hmm. not like they're it's not like they're alienating any p- particular groups. They may say some things that you may not agree with from time to time, but overall, they generally have positive messages in their in their works and in yeah. their music. Now, they both do have dark sides to them, but there's something about Kendrick's style where sometimes logic. He is spitting so fast that I get lost in what he's saying. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And and so sometimes, not that that turns me off to his music, but, you know, I'm a sing-along type of guy. Sure. So when I'm, you know, like when I'm, when you're cruising with me in, in the whip, I mean, I almost feel, I almost feel bad, but then I don't because once I'm getting on some jams that I like, I mean, I'm rapping every single word to him. Yeah. I don't even care. I don't care who I'm pulling up next Me to, well. how I look. I don't care. That's just what I'm doing. And with Kendrick's music, his his flow a lot of times is very eccentric, and his timing and his cadence. Sometimes he throws twists in there, and and the way that that with his his rhythm and and his patterns. Sometimes like the the average you know artist, it's you know it's just out of left field, and you're like holy shit, like but it works. Yeah. And then you you know, and then all of a sudden, but it's just. You can, you can, it's, it's, it's palatable. You can, you can actually, you can, you can, you know, go with it and get on his jams and and on his level. You feel like you can really connect to it. Whereas, whereas logic, it's more of like a story that I'm listening to and I'm just like, oh shit. I can see that. You know what I mean? So that's why, cause you know, I like to, I love, you know, up tempo. I do like the trap game. I do. Um, you can say whatever you want. I, I have I have a love for lyricism. I have a love for you know because music. You like not, a little bit of everything. But I mean, music's not all about music's not all about lyrics. Music's about provoking emotion and emotional response. Yeah. So if if bumping and, and trap music provokes an emotional response in you, uh, to where you're you know it it ups your mood and your energy and what you're feeling and your you know whatever it is. Then fuck it. That's what it's about. Fuck it. Hop in you the know? bucket. Haul ass. Exactly. Let's go. Yeah. I'll break the tie. So for me, what I'm more excited about, it would be logic simply just because I feel like there's a lot more questions than answers okay. on what we're going to get from that album. I think Kendrick, we kind of have a pretty good idea of exactly what it's going to be, especially with the track list. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we know we, we, we can, ex- we know it's what we can to decipher. Right. Right. With logic, you, I mean, it, each song could go a thousand different ways, oh, and yeah. we'd have no idea. And he even said there's a mission yeah. statement for every song. Right. Which so, is crazy to so, me. So I just think, um, not that I think it'll be better than Kendrick's album or anything like that. I just think. It's more intriguing. There's, yeah, more they're, oh, they're both going to be awesome. Well, yeah, oh, no, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's just a matter of before the albums come out, I think I want to know more about what Logic's album is going to be like. So I, I'm sure. more intrigued for that. Yeah. Um, I actually just bought my limited edition. De- hardcover Jesus. deluxe version of the what does a hardcover mean? So there's only ten thousand many leather bound books exactly in his apartment. Rich mahogany, of rich mahogany. <laughs> no, but uh, there's they're only putting out ten thousand of them, and it's a forty four page booklet. Oh, you know, geez. explain. I don't know if it, the lyrics are on there, or if it's you know giving background on the album, but uh, only ten thousand had to cop it. 
All right. I, that, that shows you I'm a true Blue Logic fan, right? You are something else. Hell yeah. Woo. All right. Uh, another quick question. Well, this could go long. We'll make it quick, though. If Kendrick puts out another, if this is a classic, if Damn is a classic, does he immediately go on the Mount Rushmore of hip hop? I don't know about immediately. I'm quick to say he does. I'm ready to put him on there. Shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, see, his story is interesting because this is a guy that he is a true rapper, a true lyricist. So he's not a singy, poppy. You know, he's, he's a more hard, of a '90s rapper. Yeah, than he's a hardcore a rapper. Rap, he is every. Rapper. He is everything. Yeah. He is everything that rap initially stands for and today still does stand for. Right. And, you know, so to me, um, it, God, I, you, you, I, tough I, thing, huh? I would put him on there. But again, it's like there's he, so he many people you but he, can put. But, but he doesn't appeal to the masses like yeah. like a Drake. He, he I mean. In a sense, like he appeals to a whole hell of a lot. But of I people. think when we're talking greatest rapper, greatest storyteller, oh, he's right there. He's, he's right he, there. There's an argument for him. He's right there. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. He's right there. Yeah. So I, I think I think you do. I think you do. I love it. I wouldn't put him up there yet. All right. I, who's, I mean, on your, if, who's on your? Who's on your Mount Rushmore? No, but he's saying hypothetically, the, if I'm just not if putting this him on is a there. Classic. No. Yeah. Even if that's a classic, what if he it's drops? Subjective word. What if he drops two more albums and they're just dog shit? Yeah. Like. No, he won't. I mean, he he doesn't have a complete. I mean, everyone kind of falls off at some discography. <laughs> but I mean, who who would be on your? Oh God, that's that's on the spot. I know that mine's kind of spot. easy. The fourth is kind of tough for me. Uh, but big timers, M's M's <laughs> on there for me. I think Biggie. I think Tupac, Jay Z's right up there. Okay. It's up for either Nas or Jay Z for me. I'd probably put Jay Z, but Jay Z's the George Washington. Yeah. It's hard. It's George. also hard not to put Wayne on there. I mean, think about how long and I mean how many fucking classics. He's God, Wayne was it's so t- good. It's, it's tough. Holy it's shit, tough because there's only four. If it and was Wayne's five, mixtapes be were better than the albums, and the albums were right. good. Then I I consider the mixtape albums just because he refused to drop albums there for were so long. many of them. Right. Oh my god. Yeah. So like, it's hard for me. And, and Wayne even has. I mean, his his string of like his last three albums have been kind of dog shit. Yeah, but I mean Wayne has hot revolver. You, you could make <laughs> honestly, you could make a fucking argument for Wayne over Biggie and Tupac. Shit. Yes, I think that's a hot take, yeah. but I, I don't can. hate it. I think we don't can. have to go down this rabbit hole. I just that he was managed to live longer question. than both. That's for sure. Damn, considering his lifestyle, considering his life, too soon. Yeah, it's never too soon. Considering his lifestyle too, I mean that's that's a fucking accomplishment in my opinion. Yeah. How many times has he been in the hospital too? He the quit drinking that lean. Syrup. <laughs> syrup. All right. Uh, have you guys listened to Joey Badass's album? I've not. If you haven't, we can. I'll just yet. briefly Sorry, touch on guys, it. That's I'm okay. And I'm slacking. Fuck. That's okay. Uh, Next I, podcast will. We'll yeah, I'm no, apologizing, I, but really, I don't give two shits about it. I'm just trying to I'm be just, nice. You would really, I mean, both of you guys would really like this just because it's so politically I used driven to feel and so devastated. I love that song. That's a good song. A Land of the Free is really good. Uh, the one with J. Cole is probably my favorite. Uh, highly recommend this album to you guys. Uh, I, I, I'll be excited to hear what you think. Um, so here's my theory for why Kendrick pushed back the album. I really do think that maybe somehow he got a hold of this album and heard it. You know, I'm sure I'm sure there's kind of a fraternity of rappers and they Brandon's shaking his head. But I think I think the message in this album is good and that good. It's good enough that if Kendrick heard it, I guarantee that he would want people to hear it. And maybe he's like, all right. Did he tweet about it? 
did he say anything publicly about it? No, because I think I think the move on next. Oh, so so you don't think you it, think if you're, you're if knocking was, my, if my was, theory if down? If he was moved that much by the album, he would have been like, "Listen, y'all, but I go think, get this album, check it out." I think if you see the way Kendrick does Twitter and stuff like that, though, he only tweets out shit that he's either involved with or, you know has a feature or is a part of, you know what I mean? He only tweets out shit on the label. He only tweet, he only promotes stuff that he's a part of. So maybe that's the reason why he didn't promote it per se. But I'm telling you, if he heard this album, I, I could see that I could see how he would want people to hear this and take in the message. But I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. That's just my theory. It's my theory. I pushed go. it back. So, all right. And then quick, quick point. Brandon, did you see this picture? I know I we're Eminem stands. I know Nick not so much, but Paul Rosenberg, Eminem's manager, put out a picture on his Instagram of him and Eminem at a 7-Eleven. A lot of people, he was doing some weird ass pose, and there was a half shot of his palm, and there was a smudge on it. And people are saying, "Oh my God, does that say April 9th? It is currently April 11th, so uh, that's a no go for the release date because we don't have any new Eminem music." But uh, could 7-Eleven possibly be the date? <laughs> People just reading way too They much are enough. reading way into it, but I wouldn't, hate, cool I wouldn't hate that. Yeah, I wouldn't no. hate it. It's a cool picture. You, you saw it, though? Yeah. Yeah, cool. All right, let's move into some sports talk. I know you guys are sports junkies. Yeah. Uh, do I, you guys want to start with Masters? or? No, nah, I want to start with something, just getting it going a little bit. I okay. exactly what, what you're going to say. He's a real piece of shit. <laughs> What Go for it. I, what do you think I'm gonna say? Well, you're gonna. It's one of two things, and it potentially is both. Well, no. All right. Let me preface. It's not about the Cardinals. Yeah, it's about the. It's about the national championship. Uh, no, uh, I think I, I might know. Oh, I think I could. You, you won't dare. <laughs> no, it's about <laughs> your your beloved Missouri Valley Conference. Oh yeah. Let's get into this. I'll talk about this all night. Oh long. shit. The rabbit hole is being dug. Yeah. <laughs> I can make an argument that the conference actually, if they, if they, but wait, 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 we can't just, yeah. Okay. So give us us the back. Yeah. For those that don't know the Wichita state shockers, I think just in basketball. Yeah. uh, Actually all sports, all sports. sports, Okay. We're moving to the American athletic conference. Correct. Where so and, and that's what like that conference UConn, is like UConn, stuff like that. Memphis, Uh, UCF, SMU. So your mama, (laughs) So anyway, I just so that's wanted, what happened. What I wanted to, I, yeah, I wanted to know kind of what yeah, you thought. And, yeah, um, I mean, obviously, you you never want to see that happen. I mean, that's a great program, um, but look, they've outgrown the budget of the conference in a basketball sense. So uh, right now, currently, Wichita State allocates seven million dollars strictly to their basketball program on a yearly basis, which I would. That is the high majority of their budget. Well, uh, well, here's the deal. Well, I'm just saying that's all basketball. That's just seven. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> Was that the first one tonight? Yeah. It's, um, it's cool. So, $7 million strictly just to basketball. And so, um, the to, to put that into perspective, the second closest team in terms of basketball budget in the Missouri Valley Conference is the Bradley Braves, and they come in at $3.5 mm. So, so half. half. So, they've outgrown the conference. Uh, and, and, you know, in 2014, Missouri Valley lost Creighton, who's actually who's obviously doing big things in the Big East. So, you know, the Missouri Valley as a quote unquote mid major is far and away historically has been the best mid major conference Absolutely. in the country, hands down. You can't even make an argument. Okay, um, 
But I actually have an argument that if the Missouri Valley brings in the right teams, they're looking to expand to 12 teams instead of 10. If they bring in the right teams, they'll actually be a stronger conference without Wichita. Now, it would be nice to keep Wichita. And Maybe, bring but in- I, w- I would say I, I would change that, how you word that personally and to say uh, by adding to 12 because of the loss of Wichita State, maybe as a whole, but if they would have had Wichita State and just added two more teams, well, then it's – yeah. Because well, yeah. losing Wichita State, there's no way to, here, around it. It, it. it hurts your conference. Here, here's, here's, here's what I'm saying is you've lost them, right? Right. So I'm saying comparing if we would have kept them and stayed at 10 teams – I'm I'm comparing them staying and, and the conference doesn't change. 12. Okay, compared to adding losing them and then adding three teams to replace Wichita, I have three teams right now, and the chances are very high that the conference is going to get all three. I can argue right now that the conference will actually be a stronger and better conference night in night out. Let's hear their predictions: UNO, UMKC, nope, and nope, nope, nope. Those are great markets that we'd love to. Or we. I'm a Missouri Valley fan. We. That's okay. Uh, but uh, but those are those think? are those are markets that we'd like to infiltrate. We. Um, but it, it, they're looking for historically rich basketball teams and teams that are currently doing well right now. So they're looking at Belmont. Okay. They're That'd looking, be good. They're looking at Murray State, which Steve Prome at Iowa State. Yep. That's where he came from. Isn't that in Kentucky though? It. Uh, it's in. It's either is it in? I think it's in Tennessee. Actually, no. It's in Kentucky. It's in Kentucky. Yeah, you're right. Um, so, in, in, it's in a town of, like, 4,000 fucking people. It's, right. I mean, there's no one there. Um, so, Belmont, Western, not Western Kentucky, sorry, uh, Murray State. And then, oh, my God, I'm having a brain cramp. The third team is, uh, oh, Valpo. Oh, that's right. That's okay. the other one I was So, say. these are three teams that night in, night out, I can argue, if you add six games to your schedule in conference right there, those are six games that I would much rather play night in night out then play two against Wichita State right. and that would that would actually raise the conference's RPI coming into the season after the non-con and it would actually give you more quality opponent opportunities for right. wins night in night out in the conference as opposed to just keeping 10 teams in Wichita right the one thing that i thought was interesting was nowadays with conference realignment uh more so than anything else teams move because of football uh, to me, this is like the first big move for basketball. Yeah. Well, if you think about it, though, look at the Big East. The Big East is a conference that is strictly basketball. Right. And they're well, all private schools. Right. right. Yeah. But they were the first to say, you know what? We know who we are. Right. We know what we bring to the table athletically. But but also a lot of that was because a lot of the big, powerful Big East schools yeah. left. Yeah. And, and, and But you know what? Guess what? I actually enjoy watching Big East basketball oh, yeah, no, more I, than just about – and I'm talking the new Big East, yeah, not the old here. one. I enjoy watching I thought, that conference more than just about any other conference in the country. I actually thought Wichita State should have gone to the Big East. I would have thought that made more sense yeah. than the – Maybe not geographically, athletic. but again, the Big East wants all private schools. Yeah. That's their thing. We're private schools. We're smaller enrollment-wise, but we're fucking – Ballers on the court, like that's that's their image. We're, right. we're hoopers, okay. Yeah. Hoopers. Um, but you know, but I mean, it's look, you know, uh, Missouri Valley is going to be fine. This is the oldest conference in in the country in basketball. It's been around since uh, I think the late 1800s. Like that's how long it's been around. Damn. And so um, I, I think 
the conference has had to recreate itself multiple times. Just right. to give you a few notable names of teams that used to be in this conference, okay? Back, like when my dad was a kid back in the 60s, let me give you an idea of who was in the conference, okay? And keep in mind, Drake, who you guys don't know about, not the rapper, but Drake University in Des Moines, used to play on national TV just about every fucking night. Okay, that's how good this conference was. They had Wichita State. They had Bradley, who's still in the conference right now, who used to be in the top five every single year. Yeah. Okay? They had Memphis. They had Tulsa, who was in the top 15 every single year. They had Oklahoma State. Hmm. They had... Um, they had, who else? They had Texas A&M at one time. They had Kansas at one time. They had Louisville. Louisville was in the conference forever, okay? And the only reason why these teams left is because of football. They were like, oh, my God, you're trying to tell me that we can build stadiums that hold 50,000 people and get on national TV and get, you know, broadcast rights and, and all this revenue. So that's, you know, and then team schools like Drake that were like, well, shit, we don't want to deal with that headache football. They stayed in the conference, and the conference was reduced to what it is today. But again, the conference up to now, we I mean, think about it. This is actually a compliment to the to the conference. You've sent two teams to great basketball conferences, and they're not even necessarily basketball conferences, but I'm saying great athletic conferences, and they're leaving to make more money, but you're being poached because your conference is that good and they're just leaving because they can make more money elsewhere. And that's that's fine. I'm fine with that. The conference historically has sent Coaches to bigger conferences like every single year. Dane Altman, you ever heard of him? Oh, yeah, he's at Oregon. Yeah, he came from Creighton. Okay, Greg Marshall's still at Wichita. Uh, Greg, McDerm- Greg McDermott's at Creighton right now in the Big East. Okay, they're killing it. They would have been a, a, a potential Final Four team if Mo Watson wouldn't have gotten hurt and you know done the things that he did. Um, but, I mean, the list, goes, the list goes on. Eddie Sutton, okay, right. Kwanzaa, who was uh, uh, you know, a Hall of Famer at, at Oklahoma State. Um, Kwanzaa Martin. Kwanzo Martin, Missouri who was at State. Missouri State, then went to Cal, and I was back at Mizzou. Now Mizzou's pulling five stars out of its ass. Yeah, okay, number two recruiting. So, so this is this is this is the breadbasket. This is literally the 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 fucking womb where college basketball is born and breeds success. This this is the conference where it all comes from. The best basketball coaches come from this conference. So, anyways, a lot of history, that's, a lot that's of my shit. In the we'll go, we'll go into it, but for those of you who don't know, we'll go to something else. But for those of you who don't know, no, Missouri Valley good, does not fuck little, around. Uh, and the, like the one that. last thing I, I would just want to touch on just really quickly and we can move on is that Wichita State leaving also really hurts the Missouri Valley in baseball. Oh, no doubt. Wichita State's a really good no baseball doubt. program. Uh, Missouri State's also a really, really good baseball program. And now, I mean, they're – it's kind of like was what Wichita State yeah. was in basketball yeah. last year. I mean, yeah, they added about, Dallas so. Baptist, who's really good. Yeah, doubt, yeah, but that's true. I but I mean, about that, Wichita but. State historically, I mean, cool. they're like a top twenty-five baseball program. Yeah, so all time, like, yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be, it's gonna, it's gonna hit the the conference hard in a lot of in a lot of ways. But like I said, man, they've been around since the late eighteen hundreds. Right. They've reinvented so, themselves. The thing is, they'll get the, times. they'll get their pick of the litter smaller of the schools. smaller schools. No doubt, so. no doubt. So, anyways, that's I wanted to bring that up. Yeah. And then, yes, uh, we Not haven't concerned. been we haven't been back since uh, the North Carolina Tar Heels won the oh, national championship. To, yeah, go for it. Which you guys both picked Oregon. You picked Gonzaga. You picked so, Oregon. So here, here's what I picked. I picked. I'm uh, talking about just who to, to win the national oh, championship. Oh yeah, yeah. So I did on pick, this podcast. I did pick Oregon, um, and I picked Gonzaga. You picked Gonzaga Which, over what Oregon. What fucking game that was? That Oregon was. UNC. What uh, game? It was better than it was better than UNC Gonzaga. Yeah, that was ugly. That, that was game gross. was ugly. It was terrible. It was actually. competitive, but it yeah. was gross. It was. 
So anyway, so you just wanted to go heels. Go heels. Okay. Do you guys want to get into Masters talk? I'm not. I'm yeah. not a big golf guy, but yeah, I mean, I we can me we golf. can touch on it a little bit. Uh, Sergio Garcia took home the green jacket after almost choking. Right. Yeah. See, I didn't even watch it till the very end, but yeah. I just saw Twitter blowing up about that, and then yeah. he came back and won. It was it. They call it overtime or whatever the hell it is. Sudden death. Sudden yeah. death. Okay. Playoff. 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 Okay. Uh, you guys are gonna have to take the reins for this one. I mean, I mean, who are you guys pulling for? Yeah. yeah. First off, it was an incredible run by Sergio. He was he he got off to a good start on in the final round. Um, he was at eight under, and I think. Um, Oh, what the hell is his name? Who is the guy that Justin Rose? Justin Rose, yeah. thank you. Uh, he was at the six Brit. under, and uh, then Sergio kind of lost it a little bit, and Rose got up by two strokes, and then um, Sergio just turned it on. Huge yeah. eagle on fifteen. Yeah, yeah. Um, birdies, birdies. Well, well I, I think it was the twelfth hole where Sergio had to drop. Yeah, and I think it was thirteen. Yeah, 13. was it thirteen? Yeah, and Rose had a long eagle opportunity yep. and ended up three putting and parring. And Sergio, and Sergio actually parred. scrambled and parred, and yeah. that was kind of the turning point where we're like, "That's yeah, that's holy where Sergio shit. turned." Yeah, it, it was like, "Holy shit, wait, Rose is about to win this," you know, laughing. Yeah, and then all of a sudden it's like, "Oh, they both just parred that." And then Sergio, you know, in his mind, he's thinking, "I got this fucker right where I want him," because yeah. because that was that was the hole where it's like, "Look, if you're gonna make a move and put your put your foot on this guy's throat, you know, on Sergio's throat and end it." That would have been the hole. And that you was an a equal opportunity. And a lot of people were birdieing. I mean, everybody yeah. was getting a birdie yeah. there. So you thought yeah. Rose is for sure going to get a birdie after that drive, after that uh, uh, the iron. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sergio pissed it away with a terrible ass. Yeah. I will say throughout the final, like, 18, Rose hit a couple shots that looked terrible. Like, one of them, I think, in the playoff went into the tree and then just, like, magically fell out. Mm-hmm. And then on 18, he hits a shot on the green that looks like it's going to go in the bunker hits the very side and rolls 10 feet I think from the I've hole. heard though that course is like oh yeah super no the green the greens like, are yeah. the yeah, greens are impossible the yeah. Yeah. Well, well I know exactly what hole you're talking about where Sergio's in the trees and he hit the left lip of the of the the bunker and then rolled it up by the pin so yeah Rose that was Rose yeah was that was that Rose or yeah that was no that was Rose because it, it looked because and then Sergio had to make a hell of a shot to follow that because that was 18 okay because then right after that shot, uh, Rose missed it yeah, and yeah, part yeah, yeah. out. No, and then right. Sergio missed the birdie. Here, here's here's the storyline that I really appreciated is growing up as a golf fan, um, you know, I, I, I obviously idolized Tiger Woods. And the biggest Same. rivalry when they were coming up, it was Sergio and Tiger. Yep. Sergio was was the the Spaniard, the European phenom. Okay, mm-hmm. Tiger was the American phenom, and both were and, super young. Oh my God! And, you know, a couple couple youngins out there. And what was in, what was incredible was the the rivalry that it created between Euro, European golf fans and Americans. And it so, brought the Ryder Cup back. It really did. And so when you know, like for example. When I was a kid, I used to cheer against Sergio. Same. And I remember Same. on TV, Sergio would get heckled and would be reduced to a piss ant by American golf fans on television. Like, right. people would be shouting shit, you know, at golf tournaments. Yeah. Where you're and supposed a lot to be... of it was his own doing. He was sure. kind of a baby. Sure. And, and, he, and he, would, he would fall apart mentally, and then it would add more fuel to people mm-hmm. to be able to, you know. Because he, isn't he known kind of yeah, as a Yeah, outbursts and stuff and a choke artist. But, yeah. but it was really cool because – you know, people were actually chanting his name and wanted him to succeed. Oh, so even I, were you guys even rooting I, for him? I was rooting for him. Yeah, definitely. Okay. When it definitely. went to the final day, I was like, listen, I, I kind of, I would like Ricky Fowler. I would like to see him finally win one. 
I was like, but fuck, I want Sergio. Sergio yeah. fucking deserves it. He's yeah. had a top five finish in every single major. Huh. He's finished second, Never won it. I think, three times. Uh, Definitely the best golfer uh, before he won on Sunday. To not have to a, never win a major tournament. Right. With the oh, hands absolutely. down, probably absolutely. the the best golfer ever to never win one, in my I, opinion. I agree. So it, it was a really cool storyline. I was really happy for Sergio. And you could just tell by the reaction. And wasn't it perfect that on 18, or in the playoff, he has a birdie to win, and it looks like it's going to rim out, and it just kind of finds its way around the hole and trickles in. Like yeah, I was, thought that was, it was perfect. It was pretty poetic. Yeah. It really was. Uh, it really so was. I, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, happy for Serge, no doubt. So quick question. Uh, who's the dude who fell down the stairs and couldn't play? What's Dustin Johnson. Johnson. So, DJ. So is there? do you guys think there's a story there? So the people, the no. guys on the sports show that I produce, they're saying that they could see he how relapsed. this might come back and be kind of a tiger thing where we uh, find out something later on. Do you see that or no. was it just I mean, a stupid well, story? He's, so he's had a lot of cocaine problems in the past and substance abuse. Okay. He's been sleeping to, with other players' wives. Yeah, but, he, he's been to like rehab and stuff. So some people are speculating he he that it could be kind I mean, of like a relapsed. tiger type thing. But, it, but, it's, but I don't it's, think so. Well, I mean, it's one of those things where – in the public eye, you have to, to some degree, believe what you're fed because we don't have any proof or evidence right. of no, anything. Exactly. But at you're the, right. but, and you and you're and we're just speculating. But at the same time, you know, human nature. You're thinking, mm, I, could I see there being right. something behind yeah. the scenes? Oh, yeah, I could definitely see it. But am I gonna call him out and say? Yeah, I definitely think that there's no way he fell down steps. Fuck, I've fallen down steps. Yeah, I mean, it's like <laughs> one of those I mean, freak things. I mean, I know I'm not yeah. the most athletic hear, guy in town, about, but I've fallen down right. steps. I mean, We've shit. heard about athletes having such weird-ass injuries. Like, I remember uh, Kyle Farnsworth of the Cubs was like – or no, it was Carlos Zambrano was playing the guitar too much, and it, like, fucked up his, his oh, elbow. You know, elbow like – So, I mean, yeah. you, you hear about these freak injuries all the time, and if something really happened – do you really think he'd be like, yeah, I hurt my back falling down the stairs? Don't you think he could have been like, yeah, I was swinging and it just fucking tightened up on me? Yeah. Like, I true. mean, that's he would have come up with yeah. a better story. You never know. I mean, something yeah. fucking embarrassing. Like, yeah, I fell down this. Yeah. That takes a lot to say. That's because that's embarrassing. Oh, yeah. It happens yeah. to everybody, but it's still embarrassing For to sure. say. For yeah. sure. So I, I don't read too much into it, but you never know. Right. Okay. Okay. Uh, moving on, so Russell Westbrook notched his 42nd triple-double, passing Oscar Robertson to break the single-season triple-double record. Uh, I mean, is this a dumb question, but, I mean, has he solidified himself as this year's MVP? Is there any talk? Is there any discussion? Or Oh, there's a discussion. Yeah. Okay. It's there's pretty discussion. split between him and James Harden. Okay. But, at the, you, know, but you know what's funny is – I understand the unwritten rules and the criteria and the social constructions and the the ideas that we have of the idyllic MVP. You know, you got to be a winner, right? Your team has to be winning. Right. And that's the only thing that's keeping this a discussion because what he's done, there ain't nobody else has done anything even close to what he's done this year, and, and that includes Harden. Harden's had an f- unbelievable year, but still. I mean, come on. The guy's averaging a triple-double. The only thing is, is Harden's team – is actually winning this year and with relatively the same exact roster. And so he's really upped his right. game and he's upped his numbers. So then you have to throw him in the discussion. But you know who you know who has no chance of winning it at this point, but you could almost argue that he has really put just just as an impressive uh performance is Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard. He lost he lost Tim Duncan, who was a I mean Hall of Famer. I mean, easily you could say is top twenty player of all time. In my opinion, I think it's the best power forward to ever play. 
Yeah. I don't think that's too much of a stretch. I mean, I mean, it's subjective, but I mean, again, but you know, he lost him. He lost some veterans. Tony Parker's old as shit. Hardly, hardly plays. Ginobili's got less hair than me, which is hard to fucking believe. (laughs) Uh, But you know, it's like that—that's a guy. And not only that, but he does on the defensive end. He's going to win another defensive player of the year in the NBA. The guy does it on both ends of the floor. And not only that, he doesn't just rely on his athleticism. He's a cerebral player. His IQ's off the charts. Right. Mm-hmm. I think Russell just does it with pure explosiveness. So who do you guys give the MVP to then? Russ, for sure. I Russ. give it I give it to Russ, but I, I, this is my piece on it. Okay. So I've always said to me the MVP is um, if you take them off the team, what does that team look like? So to me that means Russell Westbrook is the MVP because if you take him off the Thunder – my God, would they be horrible? Like they would be so fucking bad. Same with the same with the Rockets, but I think the Rockets do have more pieces than sure, Westbrook. No doubt. To me, the triple double is one of the more overrated stats in the game. I, I, it's cool, but I don't think it's. It doesn't like say it's the not as just because Russell Westbrook does it in the most inefficient way possible. Uh, Harden is much more efficient at what he does than Westbrook. LeBron, Kawhi, both guys are very efficient. I personally, to me, I think efficiency is a lot more important than just points and, and rebound. And if you just go back and look at some of the games, Russ is playing not to win the fucking game. He's playing to get a triple-double. Yeah. If you watch him, I mean, they'll be, he'll pass up wide-open shots if they're, you know, to get other guys' shots for well, assists. I, I think he'll, I, he'll, like, go and, like, take rebounds away from people, and they'll just kind of, like, throw their hands up to let him get rebounds. So, to me, it's cool. It's an unbelievable thing. Uh, I do think he deserves the MVP, but I just think some of the triple-double stuff's kind of over. And another thing to kind of prove that point, I think I got an update today saying that he's going to miss his first game for rest. What is it, tomorrow or yeah, whatever? The, last the, game the, the next year. game. Yeah, so, I mean, he gets the, the record, and then he takes a rest, yeah. which kind of says yeah. something there. I mean, I, I can't. I mean, honestly, I can't really argue. I mean, that's you. You bring up a great point, you know. But at the same time, I mean, you look at you look at efficiency, and I agree that that's a huge marker in, in figuring out the quality of one's play. But you got to look at usage rate as well. Right. This is a guy that has the ball in his hands a lot, and so when with that being said, someone could say, "Well, you know what? It gives him more opportunities to score, more opportunities to, to get assists," and that does. But at the same time. That gives him a hell of a lot more opportunities to make bad things happen, especially with how how he plays with reckless abandon and he's so explosive. That brings up a lot of opportunities for him to turn it over and to make a lot of bad basketball plays, which we do see a lot of NBA guys make when they when they have a high usage rate like that. But I do agree with you. You you got to look at more than just the triple double rate for right. sure. And, but at the same time, there's a reason why only one guy has done it besides him. Okay, and secondly, you can you can count on one hand. How many guys in the league have the ability to average a triple double? Sure. And honestly, you don't even need all five fingers. No, I agree. I it, the only thing I'll say about the efficiency part of that is, I mean, he wasn't that efficient even with Durant there, and you know Durant required the ball. I mean, quite a bit of the time. Um, so I just think, I just don't think Russ is ever ever going to be an efficient player. Sure. Um, the one thing I was listening to uh, the herd today, which was the first time in forever, uh, Colin Cowherd, uh, and he brought up a good point. The ten games that uh, Westbrook like wasn't the shot leader, they were like eight and two or nine and one, hmm. which shows you that like 
he didn't uh, he could have been more efficient in what he did and that to me just means he was really actively everything sure. to him was about the triple double sure but sure okay you're okay. splitting hairs Yo, yeah oh no doubt no doubt no doubt all right, uh, just a kind of fun little topic here. I, I think Jerry West said that he doesn't want to be on the NBA logo anymore. Which well, he was like, what, one and nine in finals? So. Yeah, but my question to you guys is uh, who should replace him if he if the NBA does decide to take yeah, him up? I'm, I'm just going to go out right away and say they will never, ever replace. in my lifetime replace. Why would you? No. It's the logo. Yeah. I mean, that's what probably will. How many times has the NFL changed the logo since the NFL has been in existence? But I the think NFL, they've changed it yeah, many, multiple how, times. But well, I'm but, saying but the NFL, little tweaks. Little, little tweaks. Right, yeah. yeah, exactly. The NFL, it's, everybody knows it. It's the big NFL. But for the NFL, it's different because their logos are much more based on the teams. The Cowboys with the star. The Colts with the horseshoe. The Patriots with yeah, the head. Yeah. So they rely much more on individual teams. The NBA... Everybody knows that logo. The logo is the shield. It's what people notice yeah. and recognize. Yeah. The the recognition of the NBA logo has got to be right up there with, like, fucking Nike. I mean. Oh, for sure. Like, it's just one of the more recognizable things. So, so you don't foresee this I don't, happening. I don't see why they would. Well, yeah. well, well, the NFL is by far the most popular sport in the United States. Um, I would say, you know, in baseball in, like, the Caribbean um, South America, Central America area, Even like Japan, yeah, is very popular. There's no doubt the NBA in basketball has a has a much larger reach internationally. Absolutely. And so, um, I I I don't I could you change it? You could. At the same time, I almost feel like I almost feel like they they made a not that they made a mistake. I mean, you can't really say that, but. You you've really put yourself in a position where you can't change it now because it was a player. It was a player, and and so you know it, it's a real guy you put on there. You right. know what I mean? It's not like like the M, the uh, MLB just, just they a put standard, a silhouette. Thing. Right. Mm-hmm. You know the NFL they're using lettering. Um, so I agree because now if what you have to do is you almost have to go to another player. Yes. And if you do yes. that, you're gonna piss off someone. You're uh, gonna offend oh, someone. Yeah. Right. Right. What would everybody say would be the best logo for it? Michael Jordan. Yeah, but it would then you, be, then would you be go the into the discussion of everything has to be branded Jordan. Or, right. You know? but no, that, but then, like, here, here's how our society is. Here's how I would see this going. You put you put uh, LeBron James on there, right, or you put Michael on there. I mean, I, I, I'm just a sports guy, okay? I don't really care. But you're going to have people out there say, oh, well, you're going to put LeBron on there or Michael on there because he's black. Cool, because the, the, you know, the majority of the players are black. Or You're going to get people that – you're gonna get those people out there that are gonna like pick it apart, and there's gonna be multiple things about that. Yeah, that every they're gonna be, thing's like gonna saying, gonna be offended, and Lakers gonna be fans are gonna be talk. like, be oh, I'm not talk. buying yeah. anything right. in the NBA because it's fucking right. Michael Orlando. Right. I mean, so you're gonna piss too many people off. Just let it be, let it go. But if you are, I want Javal McGee to be the logo, oh or Ron god. Artest, oh, or, Ronnie. <laughs> or or Dennis meta? Rodman. So. Oh my god! No, not Meta. I don't want Meta. I want Ron Artest. Okay. Just give me a Chad Ocho single on there, just yeah. out of left field. Why not? <laughs> out of left field. All right, Tony Romo is heading to CBS. <laughs> do you think this was the smartest move for him, yes. or do you think you were 37 years old? You have made million over 100 million dollars in your lifetime. Your body's been through so much shit. Go ahead, sit down, relax, call a few games. 
Please, do you think he'll I'm be a good analyst? So glad Phil Sims is finally gone because Phil Sims is fucking awful to listen to. I didn't oh, even he's know. not awful. I didn't even oh, know no. that's who he's Phil Sims, Phil Sims, yeah, he's he's gonna be with Nance. Not okay. saying so he's awesome, think, but he's not awful. So Romo and Nance will actually, I think, get a call to the Super Bowl this year, huh? Um, or next Damn, year. They're one putting of the two. him right in the. Yeah. Um, no, Sims is terrible. Do you think Romo will be good though? I think so. I I just think he. I mean. It'll be unnatural for him. It's yeah, it'll good. Be it's, but, it'll but, take a few games. But here's what I don't understand: is he's going to be a number one? He's going to be a number one analyst, like commentator, right? So he's not going to be he's not going to be the color guy. He's going to be the num. He's going to be the the number one guy leading the broadcast for no, games, right? Jim Nance will. Jim Nance is going to be the color guy. So why did they say? Why did they say he's going to be here? I want to. I'm, I'm going to research this. You guys keep talking. A little on research. It. Yeah, no. Nance is the play-by-play. He's just going to be the color guy. He's literally. They're just taking Sims out of the booth and putting him in for Jim uh, for Phil Sims. So it's Phil Sims going to be like a I, part of CBS I don't know. still? They, well, or? yeah, I think he's because he does like Monday morning quarterback stuff. I don't know what they haven't really said anything. Okay. I think I, I don't know. Still fairly new. Yeah, so I don't know so. if Phil Sims is going to do other games. Okay, you're yeah, you're right. You're right. I I must have read something weird cuz I was like I was like he there's no way. Oh yeah, him doing play by play would be fucking <laughs> atrocious. Yeah. No way. But no, I think just sitting there talking football, I I think it'll be good. And it's smart yeah. from CBS. Think of it. Uh the Dallas Cowboys led every single market um as most watched games. I think they're were 1 2 3 and 4 this year in top 5 games watched. People watch Congrats. the Dallas Cowboys. Congrats, um, dude. Uh, people, God, people, the douchiest fan base ever. <laughs> Fuck you. Wor- and you know you're the worst. That's the thing. You know you're the worst. No, nah, the Patriots own... fans are the worst. Well, no, actually, Packer. Fans no, you though. can't. You can't say Patriots fans are the Packer worst because they actually win. Oh shit! Here we go. You guys don't win. Uh, can I just can I just say this? Five. To... Can I just say this? Tony when was the Romo last time you won? Dallas Maverick 95. tonight. So. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. He, hey, so hey, hey but, no, but he's got game. He can he was, fucking. Yeah, he can hoop. he's got the old man game for he, sure. He dropped like twenty six in high school a night. Yeah, he's got the old okay. man game for sure. But yeah, he played in the NFL. He's an athlete. Yeah, Dude, and he's on. a athlete. He's, he's a scratch golfer. Like, yeah, which is mo- probably the most impressive thing out of everything. Yeah. It's the hardest game on earth, in my opinion. But you know, but so so to me, I just think it's smart. People are, I Agreed. mean, people are gonna watch. Mm-hmm. They're gonna want to know what Tony Romo's doing. Not because he played for the Cowboys, but people are gonna watch because it's Tony Romo and he was kind of a dope quarterback. Could never win a big game. Right. Couldn't win a big game. And he's polarized. I mean, polarized. So people are gonna watch. All right, um, and I have to give this a little shout out because you know I know Nikki Boy will like this, but uh, the the Cubbies held up the trophy last night. They did. They raised the, gold the banner. Numbers. That was Wednesday night to get their ring. You know, the Rocky music was playing. The Rudy music was playing. Also, just gave me uh, chills. It was pretty dope. Just to update, um, the Cubs are in first place already with, uh, you know. Nick's getting pissed already. A, sol- a, a solid 5-2 and two record. And uh, the Cardinals are 2-5. Uh, and five in, in the bottom of the seventh inning are losing 6-2. to two. So, it's looking a lot Damn, like 2 We are in a – we are a – at an absolute dumpster fire right now. I, I don't even know how else to, to describe it. I mean, our pitching is just pathetic. Pitching, yeah, the bullpen is oh. pretty bad. And no, yeah, but we're the only team on earth, the Cardinals, that we'll, we'll put up a 10 spot just because one night and hit five dongs, okay? And then the next night, with the next three nights, we'll get shut out. Yeah. And then, and right. then we'll have another game where we score 12, which, you know, That's three or you four guys home got runs. so many streaky hitters like Colton Wong and Piscotti. He sucks. Piscotti's 
good, but Wong. He, yeah, he's been off to a rough start, though. But I agree. Shit. They're streaky as shit, and yeah. you're never going to win anything with that. And if you are going to win, you better have some dope arms that you can that you have in your rotation. Because yeah. uh, Wainwright, who was not – he was average last year. Boy, he got lit up last night. Yeah. Uh, I, I actually do. Puke I am a Wainwright city. fan. I like Wainwright. Um, and, God, you just almost question if he's – it might be almost about his time. It's time to hang it up. It's time to hang it up. Yeah. All right. But Martinez is a fucking stud. Well, he but he got rocked in, in his last start. Yeah, I mean, but he's always going to have one every so just like every pitcher. He, he has electric stuff. For he's sure. got the stuff that I mean, he's got no hit stuff on I, any given night. I probably couldn't play catch with him because the the ball he oh, throw yeah. uh, he can't throw a straight right. ball. And he's right. and he's right-handed, which is even more impressive because right. typically he has all that movement. Yeah, typically. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no doubt. No doubt. All right, uh any more sports News you guys want to talk no, about? Anything you can me. think of? Right now, my sports life is pretty terrible. Well, you the, uh, Oh, actually, so the NHL playoffs are about to start this week. The Chicago Blackhawks got the one season in the Western Conference. So you, uh, they play the National. You want to you want to give us some NHL updates on the future podcast? Or yeah, I'll give you some uh, on future podcast. Not okay. right now. No, that's I will fine. just say I, uh, I future hundred. I didn't even. <laughs> I will just say. Um, I kind of forgot about NHL, honestly. Yeah. But yeah. Good. But but NHL, the Stanley Cup playoffs. I, I don't care what you say. They're fucking dope. There is nothing better to watch sports wise than that. I agree. I mean, and unless was... we're talking like the Super Bowl or Game Seven of a World mm-hmm. Series, the entire playoffs is just like I feel it's like so I, intense. Yeah, I feel like during the season, not that hockey guys like don't play hard because they do night in night out. Right. That's part of hockey culture. Is you you play your ass off every night, but. They're definitely not checking guys night in night out. Right. Like, like you know, yeah. when he gets to playoff time, they're trying to end guys' careers. Yeah. They're not no, fucking it's, around. It's they'll, they'll, they'll go lights out I, right now. That's what I first got introduced into hockey was, I remember 2001, uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning. I watched that whole Stanley Cup Finals, and I was just like, okay, this game is fucking awesome. Oh, I've loved nuts. hockey ever since. Um, cool. So, and hockey, again, there's probably a lot of people out there that just haven't really given a chance. Did you play hockey? It. I did not. Yeah, near to die, but NH- EA Sports NHL series, oh, if y'all ain't gotten awesome. on it. Oh, it, it's a fun <laughs> video. Shit. It's a fun video. It is good. It's good uh, shit. But, yeah, this is the time of year where I always tell people, if you're not a hockey fan, just, just give it a watch. You don't have to even like a team. You don't have to know any of the players or the rules. Just give it a watch because it's a ton of fun. All right. Good, good. All right, moving on to movies and TV. Uh, yesterday, I spoke with our resident superhero movie Expert Jordan Bryson, he broke down the new Thor trailer for us, and we're going to go to that interview now. All right, and we are with Jordan Bryson, our resident superhero movie expert. Uh, the Thor trailer ju- just dropped today, as of this inter- as of this interview. So we got our our expert on the phone, and uh, we we just want to hear what you have to say. Uh, the just initial thoughts on the new trailer. What up, JLB? How you doing? What up, what up, good 
Good to be back. Good to be back. Was I here on last time for the Guardians of the Galaxy too? Uh, yeah, we we just kind of rapid fire question you on the last one uh, with a bunch of just Marvel and DC little tidbits. Uh, this one is a little more narrow, but uh, the Thor trailer dropped today, and I know you have a lot of opinions on this. So I wanted to I wanted to hear your thoughts. What? So how many times have you watched the trailer? Since it's a little teaser, since it's short, I've honestly probably watched it like twelve times already. Like, like well, I mean, because I, I watch like I watch like you know uh, breakdown videos of it too, so they also have like the video show. So I like okay. personally, without the breakthroughs, I've maybe watched it like six and maybe six with breakthroughs. So yeah, it's been a lot, and I didn't even know it was gonna come out today. So that was a nice little surprise to wake up to. Yeah, for sure. So so I was like that when Kendrick Lamar dropped the humble video. So I definitely know how oh, yeah, generous you song, are and song. all that, and it's. Uh, it's always fun like that. All right, but so you've seen it a million times. I've only seen it a couple, but um, just a few. So we all know that you are much more of a Marvel geek than I am, and you know what's going on. I still haven't seen all of the movies, and, yeah. <laughs> and, and you you have, and you know what's going on. So tell me what just just give me your kind of initial thoughts from this. I mean, to me, it kind of gave off. Of Guardians of the Galaxy vibe, maybe a little more humor involved. To me, just you know, on the surface, Thor is like my least favorite of the Avengers. So tell me why you are excited about this trailer. Yeah, all right, I'm excited. We, we did have a more of a Guardians of the Galaxy vibe to it. Like, the director came out and said this is going to be probably one of the most funny Marvel movies, which, which I kind of, I don't like, like, how he says that, because Thor Ragnarok, which Ragnarok means end of all things, so that means Asgard, there's something's coming to an end. So it's going to be a dark movie, but with a lot of humor, but I'd like to see it be a lot darker. But they definitely want the Guardians of the Galaxy tone there, but I loved the trailer. I thought it was really good. It was a bit, like, I'm caught up on everything but it was a little bit confusing because like he's all they're all over the place and like how to get out there and stuff like that yeah. but honestly initially and like the, the visuals the visuals look great this is like something that I'm looking forward to a lot not just because like the other Thors I weren't you know sir, I wasn't like those aren't my favorite movies I think those were the, the worst performing movies but what Ragnarok is it's, I think it's one of the, the, the best gateways like you know have you seen Captain America Winter Soldier yeah, you know how that like Kevin Feige said Thor Ragnarok's going to be Phase Three, which is the movie that they're in, the lead to Avengers. Uh-huh. It's going to be the it's going to have the most ramifications leading okay. into Avengers: Infinity War. So it's going to have the most to do with what's going to happen in the next Avengers movie. So this so this that's is what like makes, a lead into Infinity War. Yeah, yeah, you know how like in Winter Soldier, how you know they took down Shield, so Shield was no more, and then yeah. that's why Ultron program got created. Uh-huh. So this, yeah, they said he said this is going to have the biggest ramifications, and and actually one of the Infinity Stones are in Odin's vault too, so like one of the Infinity Stone gloves, so that okay. to have the gauntlet to have the Infinity War. So I, that's why I'm most excited, just because it's going to like the the, the stakes are the tallest, are yeah, are the highest in this movie. Because okay. I'm not for sure, you know, the greatest story fan. 
weekend, but having Thor Hulk in a movie with these ramifications, oh, I can't wait. Okay. All right, so you, you, you talked about Hulk a little bit there. So obviously we know from the last Avengers, I believe it was, that Hulk kind of goes away and he goes rogue a little bit. Uh, so tell me, why do you, I mean, what are your theories there? Do you think, like, why do you think he's in that same universe and why do you, do you think it's going to be the Hulk versus Thor or are they going to, you know, realize that they're together, team up and then go against someone else? Just what are some of your theories there? Well, my theory is just well because he took the the ship or I mean the space after Avengers and went cloaked. Uh, he probably got captured because like in that stadium, like you're not you're not fighting for your own will. You're kind of fighting for the like the grandmaster, the guy that you see. Like he kind of puts you in this game, and then if you're worthy enough to like go through this, like you can be called the champion and be maybe be considered to be free. Okay. But this is I don't think I don't think this is what the this isn't what the movie's going to be about at all. I think this is just how they get Thor and Hulk together. You know, okay. so I think because if you also my theory is not spoilers, it's my theory because you can see in that clip that Loki is like by the Grandmaster too. Yeah, something maybe Loki plays double agent and helps him escape. You know, you know the the Coliseum and stuff like that. Because then you also see Valkyrie, which she seems like she used to be a warrior that was under the Grandmaster yeah. that had to fight her way up. So that was going to be another question I have for you. So the, it looked to me like kind of a villain chick. Is that the one who, uh, you know, grabs Thor's hammer? And oh, he, no. He that, it, or is no, that a different no, the, person? Yeah, the Tasmat or the Valkyrie, she's like the black girl. She She's she's a hero, but, like, for the Grandmaster, like, she, he must be having, like, her, like, not mind control, but, like, working for him just because, like, he takes people, he captures people, and then makes them fight for okay. their freedom. So maybe just work for her. She has ties. Maybe he has, like, something of that she wants or something like that. Gotcha. But, like, that would be a great way to break them, all those heroes out to go and fight against Hela. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Okay, so so do you know who that, that uh, let's call her a villain chick, the villain chick who grabs the hammer, do you know who she is or what role she'll play? Yeah, all right. So she is, uh, her name's Hela and uh, played by Kate Blanchett. Okay. Good actor, great actress. Uh, she's the queen of the of like hell, like Asgard's hell. Okay. Like of like where you know the of the dead. She's yeah. the queen of it. So she's a super super powerful, super powerful being. Okay, so is she gonna be like one of the main villains or? Yeah, yeah, I think she's gonna be the main villain. Okay. I mean, you saw her, you saw her break Thor's hammer. Ain't no regular villain gonna do that. <laughs> Come on now, Trey. That's that's fair. That's fair. Okay, so analyze. No, for sure. That's why. That's why I bring you on. You're our analyst. I like that. But uh, okay. So, um, what was I gonna say? Pronounce the word for me one t- one more time. Rag- Ragnarok. Is that how you say? It? Yeah, Ragnarok. Yeah, Ragnarok. Okay. So here is some really stupid background knowledge that I have. So, like I said, I'm not fully in tune with the Marvel universe. Uh, more, you know, not as in tune as you, I should say. But I do play a dumb little vi- like a game on my phone where it has literally all the Marvel characters, and Thor Ragnarok is on there. But on that game, he is the same as Thor. He's an actual character, but he is like they call him the Dark Avenger. So 
this is a really dumb question, and I know I'm uh, I'm taking an L and losing my uh, Dawn of Entertainment title on this one. But, but but so I noticed, and maybe I'm just tripping here. Part the at the very beginning of the trailer, Thor had long hair, and you know, kind of towards the end when he was fighting Hulk, he didn't. So are there two Thors? One is good, one is bad. The Ragnarok is the bad one, or am I just dumb? No, actually, that was a good question. Great question. Because okay. in the comics, there was a there was also a storyline called Ragnarok, where Tony Stark made a like when they were in like a, the Civil War, he made an android of Thor, which killed somebody. Okay. So that's where like that's where like the Dark Adventure was because Tony Stark made like a droid. But that's that not what they're going here, to, or yeah, no, that's not where they're going here. They Thor just gets his hair cut. Okay. But yeah, there there were just like different storylines like in the comic. But you know how they had like one yeah. every week or something back yeah, in the day. Sure. But yeah, one of the lines had where Tony Stark created an android of Thor, and that android like ended up killing someone or something like that. I'm not exactly sure, but I think so it I'm, was not totally like that. I'm not totally tripping. I'm not totally tripping. No, yeah, you're not totally tripping. It was... okay. But so, so do you think that Ragnarok will be a character per se in this, or? No, I think it's, it's more like a in place. The, no, Ragnarok, it, which it means, it means which uh, the first storyline, the storyline's known for, uh, it gets all super sciencey. Okay. Like I can't really explain it that no, well, but it, it just it's like when like all the convergences like align and like get destroyed or something like that. But it just pretty much means the end of all things. Okay. Like all the realms and stuff. So the realms are in danger. Okay. Interesting. All right, that was that was good. I like that. Any any other last thoughts on the Thor trailer? Yeah, I thought yeah, I thought I thought it was a good trailer, but yeah, they definitely went for the Guardians of the Galaxy. I want to see uh, like a darker trailer, sort of like you know how for Cap Civil War they were getting a lot darker. Yeah, like in their trailers, and for the first Avengers: Age of Ultron, that was like one of the darkest trailers, and I thought that was like the best trailer they had. I just want to see more darker trailers. Okay. Marvel. Okay. Um, and then I know you've seen Logan. I'm assuming, right? Yep. 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 Okay, so kind of give me a brief little Logan review. I haven't. I've yet to see it but i really really want to i saw critics are calling it the dark knight of uh you know the marvel series so tell me tell me a little bit about that what were your thoughts yeah that that's a really really good movie and i i was so surprised that movie was like pretty sad too like i was like in that movie my feels like that's what i heard that was, yeah. a, that was like a pretty sad movie like i didn't expect me to come out walking out there like and it's kind of this kind of give me a little emotional here yeah so yeah yeah i think it's a really good movie it's very very character developed driven it's gory really really gory and i think it's just it's just the storytelling is just great and just seeing like you know xavier professor Xavier and Logan in like a spot, you know, with their old age and you know all the the trauma they've had, you know, fighting all these, you know, wars and other mutants and humans and stuff like that, and just seeing how it's taken a toll on them and where they are in their life now. It's, it's a pretty interesting story. Okay, are you glad it got the R-rated stamp on it? Yes, yes. This review, when you watch this review, you're gonna see why I got the R-rated. And R-rated does it justice. Because okay. see now, like, so now you can see that a lot of superhero movies are trying to trend towards R-rated. So now you see that Sony's maybe like, have you seen their development of maybe doing a Venom movie yep. that's R-rated? Yeah, I saw that. So, well, I mean, yeah, do you think something like that would work? For 
Yeah, yeah, definitely working. I mean, it's shown like Logan made a lot at the box, so Deadpool, so there is a market for, you know, those R-rated movies. Okay. All right. Cool, cool. Um, and then recently, it's been a maybe a week or a couple weeks, but uh, the Justice trailer, or excuse me, the, the Justice League trailer, uh, it dropped, and uh, I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. I mean, they're really milking this whole uh, Superman's dead thing. Uh, he hasn't been in any, any, like, official trailer, and we all know he's coming back. So, why? I mean, why don't they just show him in, in the trailer? Um, what, what's your take on that? I mean, I, I feel like they shouldn't show him in, in the trailer. That would kind of, you know, that would kind of ruin. I mean, even though they sort of the spoiler alert at the end of, you know, Batman vs Superman, they sh- they showed like the dirt like rising back up or yeah. whatever by his coffin. But I, I still, I mean, would you think you would want them to show him in a trailer though? But would you? my whole thing is, I mean, like you just said, the dirt is rising, so you know he's not actually dead. But it's just funny to me, kind of that. In I think they've had three maybe two or three kind of trailers. One's official, but uh, they just don't show Superman, and they're really milking that whole thing. So I just, I didn't know. I mean, we all know he's coming back, so I mean... I, yeah, I, but I don't know, I I don't know if he's going to come back in the, thing, in the first movie, though. You, you think he's going to come back in the... Oh, you don't, you don't think he's going to be in the movie at all, or maybe just at the end? Yeah, maybe towards the end. I don't think... I, I think they'll go throughout most of the movie without so he's him. Go, he's going to pull a Luke Skywalker. Yeah, I think he's going to yeah do one of those. Like, when they name him the most or something, they see him come towards the end. Like, okay. what up, I'm here. Or, like, they do something to get him back. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't think he's going to be, like, halfway through. I think if he goes in the movie, he's going to be, like, the very end, like, you know, Luke Skywalker or an end credit scene or wait till the next Justice League movie. Because they can't kill him and bring him back to the next movie. Like, yeah, true. That is, All right. Like, well, well, okay. So, what does this movie have to do to be successful for you? I mean, let's let's say let's just say Superman does show up, you know, fairly early on in the movie. Do you think it'd be a disappointment? Yeah, I, if he's sort of fairly early in the movie, I think it would because. What they did in the Batman v Superman meant nothing. Then, like, exactly. like why they even formed the team? Like, they just used them to form the team for like twenty minutes of the movie. You know? Yeah. Like, at least like have the whole thing and see how they work together without Superman. And then show Superman to so actually see why they maybe needed this team. He came to oh, we need a team. Oh, Superman's here. So okay, probably doesn't really need you guys. But we're together. Yeah. You know, I see. Well, yeah. One thing about DC, just better character development. Okay. Just better character development. Better character. <laughs> Character development, I like that. So, what uh, what hero are you most excited to see? I think we might have talked about this a little bit on our last chat, but uh, who are you most excited for on screen? I'm excited to see Aquaman, just because I've never seen like a, a water-based hero in a in a you know live-action film yet. In that trailer, so he that, looks kind of weird too. He kind of he has a I don't want to say Wonder Woman, but he has that like super <laughs> jump like so uh, he has like some crazy powers. So I'm yeah, pretty he's, yeah, he's to see king him. of Atlantis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, definitely excited to see him. Okay, do you have any storyline theories? I mean, do you do you have they announce what, who the villain's going to be or do you know what the the storyline would be or anything like that any theories I really don't have any theories just because I can't I'm, I'm, I can't pull from much but I know that they're maybe thinking about uh, God what's the dude's name from Batman v Superman they teased him like Lex Luthor was talking about him it was like do you think Lex Luthor is going to be a villain in this um I think 
down the road he'll have something to do with some stuff. Okay. I don't think he'll be like the main villain, but I'd definitely be he'll he'll be a dude that's still there. So you do you remember when Ben Affleck teased Deathstroke on Twitter? Do you think that was for the Batman standalone movie, or do you think he'll show up in this? No, I think that's for the Batman standalone standalone movie. I don't think he'd be much of a threat for the Justice League. Okay, the Justice League type. Type character. And who who does he who is he a, a good comparison to? Like Deadpool? Um probably Batman. Like he's so similar to Batman. They okay. live almost by like like you know, same guidelines and stuff like that. They're both like super disciplined people but just, you know, go about things a lot di- or, like differently, but still like you yeah. know, they, they, they almost like the same person. Okay. Interesting. Alright, and then uh, have you did you get to see Power Rangers at all? Let's go and see it. I need someone to go and do unfiltered cinematics with me if Brandon or Nick won't. So, (laughs) hey, well, I'm gonna go to Power Rangers. Brandon doesn't doesn't want to see it. I don't know. Like honestly, like if you were to just said Power Rangers, I'd be like you. But like looking at the trailers, like it doesn't look like that. Like you know, child mission. You know, I know. I'm, I'm kind of excited for it. But maybe we can uh, work something out. We'll go see that. Uh, any any uh, last superhero takes for us before we head out? Um, I think that would be it for right now. You know, Guardians of the Galaxy coming up. You know, in a month or under a month. So we get excited for that. What a time. All right, that's JLB. This is RDU Entertain. Thank you for coming on, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for having me. All right, and we're back. Uh, We just heard from Jordan Bryson about some superhero movie stuff, so that was pretty cool. Uh, I want to get your guys' thoughts on the Thor trailer. I don't know if – were you guys able to watch this one? I did see it. Yes. What were your What were your thoughts on I'm this? I'm gonna one? go ahead and guess Nick didn't. Nick didn't see no. this one. <laughs> Are no. you, I'm not. A, I'm not a big Thor guy. I'm not I gonna actually lie. enjoy it. I, I'm not a huge fan, but I've seen all of them. I, I kind of enjoy them. The trailer did intrigue me though a the, little bit. The trailer. So to me, it felt like they were going towards um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy. That's the, that's the vibe. I slash um, uh, with uh, Reynolds. Oh, Deadpool. Deadpool? Some more like, of a comedic. Yeah, like I felt like it was a mix of those. Yeah. Um, but the no, thing, I thought it was really funny when Thor and Hulk saw each other. Well, and he's like, we work together. Yeah, that's the thing that confused me, though. Yeah, so, so are they eventually going to team up, probably? Yeah, they just like, I, it looks like they were both captured yeah. um, and they were kind of made to be like um, uh, gladiators and fight each other. Yeah, for amusement. Yeah. Who's so. the, my real only question is who's the villain chick yeah i'm not sure i don't know i don't know, I don't know jordan bryson had some words on that stuff, so. so um i don't know a bunch of the the the, the villains where does thor rank among your like avengers so i like thor more than i like hulk um, okay um is that a hot take no I, I, no i i mean i'm just, just kind of i'm just kind of like kind of lost right now <laughs> <laughs> not a big avengers guy i'm no that's okay um, i'm Please forgive. Um, you're good, bro. So, I'm interested for Spidey. I'm not. Yeah, gonna lie. Spider-Man will be interesting. The new Spider-Man yeah. will be interesting. Uh, hopefully, that's the last Spider-Man series for a fucking while. Uh, so I don't know. Like as far as like just core Avengers, I mean, second to last, just because I'm an Iron Man guy. Iron Man's fucking awesome. Um, I like Ant Man. I like Captain America. <laughs> Ant Man's actually. I'm a big man. Hancock guy. Oh Jesus so, Christ! Okay. Okay. Little Will Smith. <laughs> Fucking homeless ass Hancock. I don't know Alcohol if I've ever even seen that movie. Oh, my, really? Yeah. 
bits and pieces, but all right, uh, moving on. This is just quick little tidbit. Uh, it has been reported that Drake will star in a London based TV show called top boy. I, I could not be less interested. I know. Doesn't well, it just sound like he's basically going to reprise his role as what he was in Degrassi? I mean, that's what that, that's what that feels sounds like. Sounds like oral sex. <laughs> That's what it sounds boy. like. Give me some top, boy. top boy. Yeah. yeah so like, basically, wow. it's that's about, some jail term. It's right? going to yeah. be about the <laughs> yeah, housing estates of East London and the tension between the drug gangs and Drake. I, you kind of predicted that he was going to go yeah. into acting a little bit more, but it's just kind of weird. This I this thought be it would have been first thing. Uh, yeah, I would have thought it would have been more big screen. Than, yeah, exactly. So interesting there. And then this is a question for Nick. Did you see the trailer for We Are the Fan or We the Fans? This is ESPN's follow-up docuseries to OJ Made in America. Uh, about the it's Bears a, fans. Yeah, so it's about uh, Section 1, 105 of the Bears, you know, season ticket holders so and how I guess they're really tight. They're a tight-knit group, and they, they're just really? kind of telling their stories. Yeah, I, so if I you haven't seen, seen that trailer, go check it out. I, it looked pretty good. I mean, I don't think it's going to be as compelling as the OJ they, series, but how do it they, should be interesting. How do they compare to Bill's Mafia? Yeah, I'm sure not as fucking crazy. No. That's for sure, uh, probably. But being from Chicago, and if a, they're season ticket holders, I'm sure they have some cool stories. Yeah. Talk it's about just, a grab bag of fun. It's just yeah. weird, though. Like, I, I don't. That would be like maybe a cool 45 minute special. Yeah, I don't know, I don't how know how they're if gonna I really need to see it. like a five part series of that. Uh, but maybe maybe and, they have some yeah, crazy ass stories. Yeah, um, but it's just I mean to go so big from OJ. Yeah. Um, to Chicago Bears. I mean, that's the greatest, I'll say, straight I mean, up documentary of all time. So that's going to be tough. Greatest, greatest franchise to ever grace the NFL. <laughs> all right. The Bears. The Bears. Any franchise that had Jake Culler play for him is, is not the greatest and his, franchise. And his ass on Instagram. Hey, Brandon, suck my dick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love it. Uh, any other movie topics y'all want to talk about before we dip out? Nut- nutting. No. Oh, Dunkirk. Did you see a preview for that? Is there, is oh, there oh I did. Oh. Is there a new trailer for it? I don't know if it's new or if it's just been. Whatever like, I it's saw. Been in crazy. theaters and it. Oh, I can't fucking. Yeah, it. it'll be good. Chris, Christopher, Christopher Nolan's Nolan does. genius. Yeah. Probably the best director right now. Is is that a true story? I believe so. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that'll that'll be really good. Everything he makes just like, it, it's, it's like dark. Awesome. Yeah, and, it's, and deep. You learn something. Exactly. It's that's great. my that's my favorite type type of movie though. All right, that's our podcast. I'm Trey Alessio, the Dawn of Entertainment. This is Are You Entertained? Inside the studio with Brandon Ogden and Nick McCarter, and we're out. Stay safe.